ain't 10 pounds eating the red and the green M&M, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 chop it up today. How you brothers been for the week, man? Oh, we been good. We been good. We can't, we can't ignore the ratings. I mean, this light skin thing is working for me. And I heard it. It's going Where do we start? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like, subscribe. And tell a friend to tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. My brother's friend also ring the bell and make comments. Then we'll know if you like if you like us or not. Well, English way, we'll comment the good, the bad, and the ugly. So anyway, my brothers from another mother, welcome back from another week, man, with you guys, man. Hope you guys been well, man. Derek, talk to me. How you been, brother? Man, I'm all good, bro. Uh, can't really call it my spoil it, man. You know, but uh, life is all right, man. You know, I'm um, just trying to figure out how I'm gonna navigate this gas situation once again. <laughs> I, I found out, man. What is the name of this thing, man? You could go and you can buy gas on credit or some shit, man. I done found out, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to explore this thing, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Nah, I did the research. It's supposed to be a legitimate company where you can go and you can, I guess that's like a layaway company. And you can buy different things. And they just started allowing people to buy gas on layaway. Bro, I got to check this out. Man. I, this this might get me through the year. I don't know how, because it's getting ridiculous out here, bro. Yeah. You know, I have to change some things up. But um, <laughs> it's a damn shame. Who thought we had to buy gas or layaway, man? Yeah, <laughs> but man. um, but yeah, man. That's other than that, man. I just gotta figure that. I gotta figure some things out. But my family's good. We're all good. Um, not much to really report other than I'm just happy to be here again and 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 with y'all fellas, man, doing what we do, man, you know, and trying to yes, figure sir. out, trying to watch these pockets, man, for real. Man, I saw a dude selling gas like 20 bags on Sufton Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I, got, I got super, I got red, I got 89, 89, 89, 93, 93. Yo, let me tell you something. They, they, uh, my man told me his sister, they just, uh, uh, siphoned her gas out, so they stealing gas again out of people's cars. So just get ready, go buy your lock gas cap. They already oh, back man. to that. So they steal it. I mean, she had a full tank that joins that half. Now somebody stole her gas, like they used to do back in the day. So everybody, I'm just letting you know in advance, get ready, go get that lock gas cap because you know yeah. first catalytic converter, now gas. You already know oh, what it my is. God, it's crazy. It's man. in the Bronx. Uh, Brooklyn, Flatbush. Uh, yeah, same thing. <laughs> what, up, CJ? what up brother how you feeling my man yo what's yeah. up cj right. shauna what up, how are man? you oh the champ is here simone simone yeah. how you doing you gas simone? prices between five and six dollars a gallon yeah, you're right that's ridiculous oh the name of the company is klarna klarna i just had to find it again man klarna. oh that's good to support black business what up, what up monique <laughs> hey monique how are you hey monique how you doing klarna gotta be a black uh, person, man that's a black ass name for real yeah <laughs> i hope they got legit gas and shit man i'll be in kerosene or some shit <laughs> give you some nitroglycerin or some shit yeah, yeah man it's, yeah yeah, man. Well, Rod, what's up with you, though, man? What's going on with you, brother? Talk to us, man. Yo, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm kind of like you. I don't have much to report. I'm still in the house hiding from inflation. Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm hearing that people are out there getting punched in the face by it, and I don't want to get punched in the face. You better so turn the lights off, bro, because it's out I there. Do. You <laughs> see the lights time. on, it's on. 
I pull the shades down. I make sure all the kids are in the house at a certain time. We lock up like it's the purge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, everybody in the house coming. We, inflation's out there. Hell yeah. But, um, oh, man. I've been in my, you know, I did some stuff in the yard this week, you know, and um, I got a confession to make. What's that? I fell off the wagon this weekend. Oh, not the cigar. There you go. Came back, went back. Yeah, uh, I'm back. First, the fat boys break up. Now, now I was back with cigars. Yeah, oh, <laughs> now, I didn't. I didn't get crazy. I mean, I've had a few, but I'm, um, I'm still trying. What we'll push you over the edge, Rod? It's summer and it's beautiful in the backyard, so I sit back there and I smoke. Yeah, that's a killer, man. For real, with a nice little glass of a little brown something, man. You know, no white something. I don't oh, usually drink do too white? much brown. Yeah, okay. I do white stuff. Way to yeah. be a sponsor, Derek. Yeah, thanks. way to be a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, like I said, I enjoyed the weather. Set in the backyard, did some stuff in the house. The family's good. Everybody's good. Mary, what up, Mary? What's up? Yeah, I'm blessed to be here with you guys. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's about it, man. You know, Kelvin, how's, you got anything um, better to report than me and Derek? Well, you know what? I got to finally give a shout out to the natives. I got to mm. give a shout out. All right. So basically, back in the day, with my Red Bull machine, I paid $5,000 for it. Right. So I go to an insurance company and I'm like, you know, can I report it? they like, yeah, get a police report. You can report it. So I go report it, hey, get the police report. So then they send me an email like the cash value of your Red Bull machine that you paid $5,000 for will give you $57 for it, right? $57. So, you know, naturally I'm tight. I got an attitude. But then they said the, the um, reimbursement value is $5,100. Which means if you go buy one and replace it for $5,100, we'll reimburse you $5,100. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a red, not a red bull machine, a vending machine for $5,100. And then I will keep the machine, have it placed somewhere and get my $5,100 back. So I want to say to the natives, you meant it for bad. But it worked out for good. So I want to thank, I want to thank you, natives. So I won't just have Red Bull. Oh, no, I'm going to have Coke. Pepsi and anti-native spray. That's my new thing I'm working on. So. Kelvin, yes, I, yes, go ahead, Rod. I want you to be careful now. What they spray? They just going. They just going to take the. They going to take the machine again. Also, no, Rod. What I'm gonna do this time? I'm okay. gonna make sure I get it located first and have the people deliver it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not gonna so be in your like, yard this time. Yeah, that's it. See, oh, okay. see what happened was. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh, oh Cass was in the building. Cass was um, in the building. My man got on his he got on his flannels. You almost got the ache of this air conditioner <laughs> high in there. <laughs> he said it's cold in here, Derek. <laughs> I want to say this last thing. Last thing. Um, the, 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 I'm, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the people I know that have done work for me over the last year or two, you know, I've supported black businesses and everything I've supported needs to now be refixed by somebody else. But I don't want y'all to think <laughs> I'm discouraged by that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Pay money for air conditioning unit that don't work, don't give heat or air, whatever like that. But I'm not discouraged. I'm, you know, so but I don't want people out there to not support black businesses because of my experience. I'm not supporting black businesses anymore because of my experience, but I don't want it to rub off on you. So other than that, everything is good. What's up with you, D? Oh, man. Yo, wait, wait. Read what Monique said. Read what Monique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. 
ain't see what she said. What she said? She she said, said that's not going to work. The insurance company is going to come by to make sure it is the same. Okay. Oh no no no! They told me they told me as long as it's a vending machine, but that they usually do that. That's true. Uh, said, Kelvin, you need a ring camera, a low jack on your vending machine. Hey, what they gonna do is steal a ring camera. That's how they do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You never be wearing it. I'm like, it's not a real ring. No, it's jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal, D? Talk to us. Nah, man, easy going week, man. I'm just looking forward to the weekend, man. My whole family coming to town, man. Starting the early uh, birthday celebrations, so we're starting to have, have a little fun. So my niece will be here, my sister, my son. Everybody's gonna be Masali. Oh, that'd be a good look. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we gonna hang out. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. I gotta pull up my big wallet this weekend, so that's good. Well, you got it, brother. I'm on the minimum wage, brothers. But look yeah, here, yeah. I work really quickly. Who's gonna win the NBA championship really quickly? I give two gives a fucks. Come on, D. Come on. It's, 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 At least look at teams that can play. The boring, you know, know? ball games be boring, man. It's been the whole playoffs has been trash, bro. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I, I just can't. I have no desire. I have. I really get. I don't like both yo, teams. D, I just want the I black have, coach to win. The black coach to win. That's yeah, I haven't been into it either, man. I ain't on front, D. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really been into it either. But yeah, I, I feel you. I do want. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because I want to see the one he's married to Neil Long, right? Yeah, right. I, I want to see her run on the court, jump in his arms, see what she got. She still got it, you know that kind of stuff. Okay, so you want Boston to win? Yeah, just for her. She does still <laughs> have it. By the way, she you know, does still have still it. Got it. She fifty something plus and still killing it. You know these young yeah. young girls look horrible, man. They like like look stress life. They like these young girls look like they work in coal mines. Oh, D, D, somebody uh, D, D Marsha just hit me with a text. Said you're looking right, D. Got that oh, yeah. slender on. Yeah, yeah. on, man. It's hard now because I got no clothes now. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, look like, I look like a slave ghost when I walk through all these clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you buy all new clothes, two sizes too small, and wear your shit tight and then come into it. That's what yeah, you gotta do. I wear this shirt to work now, goddamn it. Got buddy love. Like- buddy love is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word up. That's gonna feel like buddy love. That's Word up. What's that? Marshall, thank you, Marshall. Love you, baby right. girl. Love you, baby girl. Marshall got two M's. Eminem girl. Okay, no, no M's on that one. Oh, true D. Yeah. Word, yeah, true, that, true. yeah, but I don't know. This uh, playoffs man just crack. Uh, yeah, it is. We'll you watch know, out for the Jets soon, but that's another story. Let me tell you one oh, thing. God. Oh God, please! The NBA some rip off motherfuckers. I'm like, I'm just mad because they had the NBA draft, and I was trying to get some tickets. Yo, they wanted four hundred fifty dollars watching unknown motherfuckers walk across stage in suits. They gotta be kidding me. They for the draft, five, they, they wanted five thousand for the suite. I'm like, to watch people walk in suits and shake hands? Are y'all serious? They shaking hands. I'm saying. <laughs> I don't no. even know who's the number one pick. Nah, mm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who is popping in college. I, ball, I've been there when LeBron was there. I've been there. Y'all, I've been there with a lot of been to the draft before. Now, I never seen it with the price. Now I was like, yo, I can't afford this. I'm not going. Everything not going. is up, man. Everything yo, is I up. I can't man. believe the price of the NBA draft, bro. That yo, that's me. why GD. That's why I'm in my bunker. I'm not. I'm not going out there. Yo, then they, I'm they, staying in here. If anybody been to Barclays, they went for the 200 seats. They wanted 200 something dollars still. I was like, are you insane? Yeah, put the it to look like it should have been somewhere else. It just doesn't, you know. I don't know. I, You're right. I, it I, looks like it looks like it needs more space. Right? Yeah, somebody said it looked like a spaceship landed. It only holds like thirteen. I think, only, I think the Barclays only hold like thirteen, maybe fifteen at max. It's a very, very. It has no identity. It's all dark in there. The sight yeah. lines are yeah. bad. You know, but hey, at least they got it right. I thought they should have came back to the island to be honest with you, because that uh, UBS is looking right. I, my house, I haven't either, but I, I could tell they said it's hot. Yeah, it, it is. First, it's, it's, first it's arena something. with no. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rod. 
No, I'm just saying it's definitely something to see the UBS um um arena. Yeah, I haven't checked. USB, yet. USB, right? Yeah, USB. Yeah, USB. They said the only arena here not built over ra railroad tracks. Yeah, fresh mm -hmm. land. Me, me personally, I, I want to see stadiums and then like it's in the middle of like this big space and all this stuff around, you know, that is in the middle of you. It's a parking lot where people can come and park. Yeah. Barclays Center, you don't see that. You're like, hey, they don't want nobody to park there. It's no room. You got no to park, park down the block or you got to park under the, 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 the first street, the mall, and they charge you extra for special events. So I take the mm. Long Island Railroad. <clears throat> I don't see yeah. why you drive out there anyway, bro. It doesn't make sense. You're right. The Long Island Railroad is right across the street. And drive that's you what I'm right saying, there. bro. And that like, like this when the games are on. Yeah, right. come on. I don't even see what the point of it is. Driving. Why are you driving out there? You trying the thing, to bro. Well, I knew I guess tonight. Hopefully, we could put a center, uh, uh, something in East New York. It'd be nice. We, you know, we we'll see mm -hmm. when it comes on later on. Let me get something <laughs> out there. Nice little stadium. East New York got all the space, man. You know. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah. Yeah, you got all the space. They got to keep that crime down, goddamn it. Yeah. But D did it wouldn't be East New York. No, all right. That was, uh, all right, no, I, right. I, didn't, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I was just joking. I was just joking. Well, look, you know, everybody don't want to mess with the brand. But now nah, I'm messing with it. <laughs> uh, nah, nah. But, but I'm looking forward to some good times. But anyway, let's get, let's get into a little early, man. We got to do a little two minutes early, man. But hey, Jamie won't kill me for this one. Children Museums criticized for Juneteenth watermelon salad. Children, watermelon salad for Juneteenth. I guarantee you, on that board was no black people when they thought about let's do this watermelon salad for Juneteenth. Guarantee of course you. not. I'm gonna let you guys go first, and I'll, I'll chime in. But go ahead, man. So, well, there's one thing that's hypocritical on our part. The protesters was eating the watermelon salad while they was out there waiting. That's the first thing. That was <laughs> no, I can't promise be honest with you. And this is this is about <laughs> I used to say I will never, and this is this is crazy. I will not eat watermelon in front of white people. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. I don't like watermelon, but I won't I, eat it. I, I will not no I will not eat let me tell you something. I went to the Rodney, I went to Dominican Republic. I walked into you know how you had the little places you could eat. I walked in there, they had watermelon juice. I felt like everybody was watching me. I feel everybody like, look, there you go, watch them go get it. You know, but now I, at the real, I don't think, um, I think this is obviously a terrible idea. And and I, I don't think this stuff is happenstance no more. It just seems like it's intentional. And then once um, people protest about it or have an issue with it, then, you know, everybody's just shocked yeah. and amazed. And it was just, you know, it was a random thing. I noticed people don't step on certain toes. People don't step on the pride community's toes. People don't step on the Hasidic community's toes. People don't make those mistakes oftentimes. With our community, it seems like the mistake is made a lot. It's almost to see what people can get away with. Now, I'll say with us, we are very reactive and less proactive. I think we got to start going on offense. You know, we sit here, we see these stories, we, we react to them. But I think now we have to kind of be a little more, take a more pragmatic approach to how we want to be treated and, and making sure that there are repercussions to if we're not treated right before people even do something wrong so we got to kind of start putting our jab out there a little more that's the way i see it mm -hmm. yeah man you know what kelvin man I, I would love to see the day when we don't react to these things you know because like you you, you touched on it you said they do things you, you get this feeling like things are just done and they just sit back and they just wait and watch the reaction you know right. what i mean and i don't think we should give the reaction i'm over it i'm over the reaction i agree with shauna you know, yep. Shauna says they want to see what they can get yeah. away with. Yeah, absolutely. They can keep testing the fence, right? Yeah, they right. want to get away. And but what they really want to get away with is rising up, getting a rise out of us, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and 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 at this point, I think a better reaction would just be just to be moved, just to move smooth, 
and then and 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 vote without dollars. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? So right, you know, right. like, okay, that's a, okay. Right. You want to disrespect? Okay, right. fine, keep it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm past the apology stuff. No, 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 no. I ain't letting them motherfucker keep that shit. How about you gonna let them keep it? You gotta smack them in the mouth. Like, yeah, right, right. Don't well, do that right. shit. Don't do that shit again. And then Look, you do your like shit. I'm not like I can't. You can't let them profit off of us. So, dude, Yo, wait, that's what I'm saying too. That's what I'm saying too. I thought that's what he was saying. Oh, no, I, I thought that's what he was saying. I just want to keep let him, let him have that. No, shit that's right literally no, what I'm no, telling no. Okay, okay. Don't okay. let him profit. But, 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 you know what I'm saying? But you have people that were going to react. They're going to react, and then they still going to go to the same museum. You know what I mean? And they still going to carry on. They, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. So no, I mean we're gonna we gotta we gotta figure that out, man. And we gotta make and, and the other thing too. And I know a lot of people haven't really thought about it, but I just feel how I felt, and it may not. People not may not understand it, but fuck it. I'm over the whole Juneteenth thing, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? The minute when we got to when, when a minute, I I was over the Juneteenth as a federal holiday before we even got to it. Because you got to understand that this is America, and when you start dealing with uh, federal holidays, you have to know it's going to get commercialized and everything else. At best, it was supposed to be the oh, July Fourth of Black folks, right? Right. That's how it was yeah. sold. So you, what happened with July Fourth? You know what I mean? It's super commercialized. Everybody goes out and buy all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's we we have to get over that, man. And 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 I'm like, all right, we 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 had to know that this was coming. Fucking watermelon salad, bro. You know what I mean? This was coming. You know. Yeah. And 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 what was the other thing? The ice cream. The ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. See, you know? the thing is, you know, I, I I definitely get your point, Derek. Um, you know, we're dealing with symbolism here. So then now. People are going to say, oh, we gave them a holiday. You didn't give us nothing outside the holiday. And now white people will profit from it. Right. So I don't know if everybody everybody's knows. Going to, and everybody's going to profit. Correct. They're going to everybody. say people, black people celebrating Juneteenth. They're going to yeah. go out, spend their money because they because you hear the word Juneteenth. And you, right. me personally, you shouldn't be going nowhere white for Juneteenth. That's my personal opinion. You know and what I'm saying? And buying from black black people that have the same Correct. thing. Correct. That sell the Juneteenth cups that do all this other stuff. Correct. If we're going to use symbolism and somebody selling shirts or somebody selling this, it should be black people you're buying from, not not white people profiting from you know symbolism because they gave you something. I don't know if you noticed that watermelon salad was ten fucking dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that my, that's my point right there. They hitting you with a high number for a watermelon salad, and then what they did was they did a PR move. I don't know if y'all seeing what they came out with that they were moving it it was the food merchant that made the decision and it's not so they they, they backed themselves out of it mm -hmm. and then basically what are you going to do you're going to replace it next year with juneteenth fried chicken you know what i'm saying it's, it's always going to be something you know so it's all it's all about money it's like we're going to make money from you being happy about getting Juneteenth, and that's basically how it's I to see. be exploited, as we always get exploited. Correct, get exploited. Yeah. They're gonna get. They they say, oh, they happy about that. Let's get in their pocket. That's what they're okay. gonna do. You okay. shouldn't be going nowhere white place and selling June and, and celebrating Juneteenth. That's just how I see it. Yeah, and it's the man like Frederick Douglass. What he said back in the day, he said, uh, "Power doesn't surrender to only thing. Only thing power surrenders to is demand. So if you start demanding <laughs> stuff and, and 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 making white folks accountable for that, then corporations no, like if it, they don't." If you hit white people in the pocket, they surrender. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The man of like, yo, we're not fucking with you. Then they, yeah. and then they change the way. Now we want to come to the table. Now we want to more do my diversity yeah. shit. All this other kind of stuff. You know, but they have us so divided. They know we're never going to stick together to basically hurt them financially. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at how many companies they have basically insulted us, and still we buy from them to this day. Yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. You know, they say basically. 
they 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 the most forgiving people they're going to get past it and guess what they'll be back here next week shopping because they need this name brand on their backs that's right Damien. that's right yo no Cracker Barrel wouldn't have put Juneteenth on that one. No, 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 good white folk. They know better. <laughs> they, they, they're better at racism than these guys. They're, they're new at it. Cracker Barrel's got it down pat. You don't even see it coming. Kryptonite <laughs> boy on this show. <laughs> she said, "Modi said I ordered my shirt from my cousin, uh, but we are celebrating uh, my daughter's first house, which closed on that day." Okay, that's okay. what's up. Yeah. That's what. And, yeah. and the greatest man alive birthday. No, it's not, it's not my birthday. It's not my birthday. Right there. Oh, 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 you, 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 you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's yeah, right. The rest says, yeah, we must have our Gucci and Hilfiger. Gotta have Gucci, Louis, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to point us all to November 2nd as Black Solidarity Day while we're on the subject, though. You know what I mean? So I remember, that. I remember when niggas think that was funny. No, I was messing with, because I was messing with, I miss it. It's an organization. I know that celebrates that all the time, but I don't. It's like I forgot about that in the 80s. I remember we did that. We stayed home from school and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we created our own holiday, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. And it had more, and it had more, it oh, had more. Like, meaning. the great Juneteenth either now. We yeah, had they did. Yes, they no, did. They did. Well, you know why I'm telling they you why. Did not, brother. The, no, fe- they did the federal, not. the federal holiday they did, bro. The federal <laughs> the holiday. Federal, you can say the federal because they've been doing this in Texas for a long time. Yeah, no, people. right. But 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 come on, how many people was 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 celebrating Juneteenth, taking out, taking off, and all of that, man, for Juneteenth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. So let's be honest. How many of us were really, really celebrating Juneteenth? You know what I mean? Huh? It was noted. It we were noting it. Yeah. We might, you might have knew about it. It was discussed. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, you know, yeah, what the I mean? job wasn't giving you the day off. You could take the day off. You yeah, you would have to do it personally. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and uh, you would be. Uh, and most likely, you come back and you won't have no job. <laughs> hey, it was my birthday, so it was always a day off for me. Guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> They like you truly free. You yeah. unemployed. You like freely, freely unemployed. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I gotta tell y'all really, really quickly. The other day I'm in Manhattan right. being cool, like I am, and I see a little film crew, right? So I walk through just joking. I say, Look, I can't come to the set right now because I'm working. The lady <laughs> thought it was hilarious. She said, You know what? You're gonna be around tomorrow. I said, Yeah. She's like, You wanna be in this Macy's ad? I was like, I'm down. And so today I was in a Macy's ad. I want y'all to know that. So to be out in the spring catalog, no, the fall catalog, 2022. Nice, nice. Are you serious, Kelly? Dead serious. Wow. Dead serious. Yeah. I just parlayed my way into it. They said, I'll pay you. So she gave me a little taste. Yo, the power of sex symbolness. Yeah, I don't want to bring it up. Rod, I don't want to bring it up. I'll be your hype man. I'll be your hype man. You know, it's it's the curse, though. I mean, you know, I got to live with it. What are we supposed to do? Yo, man, guess what, man? You know they do a lot of remake movies, man. Guess what they about the remake, man? House Party. Why? On HBO Max. Later on this year. This was a classic movie, man. Leave good enough alone. They messed up with all the other eight house parties after that one. You know, this D, this era is looking for an identity. They they steal all our stuff. There's no creativity. Yeah, the 80s is like they go back to the 80s and the 90s and just take everything. Well, guess who proved that it worked? Puff Daddy. I know, P. Diddy. Diddy took hits yeah. from the 80s, right? Don't, Rodney, if you say a remix right now, I'm going to go right to the pre-show and not going to be able to finish this show. When I tell you, Rodney, don't you say remix. No, I'm not going to say remix. Oh. But the thing is, 
I mean, let's 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 face the facts. I mean, they if you take a classic that pretty much was already hit and show that it generated money in the past, I mean, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna remake yeah. it, and then right. they get people like our age, which where the era that it happened in, and then you figure you're gonna get them to get us to watch it, and you're gonna get the millennials to watch it, yeah, and you'll get the kids to watch it. Yes, genius, first of all. <laughs> but no, no, I, I actually I agree, I agree with you. You know, first of all, and, and D always makes this point: leave classics alone. Just yeah, let it be alone. classic. You cannot duplicate it. You can't duplicate moments in time. You just can't do it. They yeah, fucked you know? the remakes of it back in the day when they when Robin Harris died. That should have died with him. Yeah, but it's it's it, you know it's hard for them to it's hard for them to lay off of those though because it's tailor made for like green light. You're right, know, Damon. Thing. Damon says uh, Hollywood is ninety nine percent remakes prequels based on popular book or comic book graphic novels. But, but here go the thing. Here go the thing is that was in a visual. The comic, the book, you had to pick up. You had you use your own imagination. When you take the book and put it to film, I can see that. But when you have already we already see it visually and know what it was to put it visually again. And they always mess it up. But you know what? I want to just say this. Coming, real, to, coming to America. Yeah. Play this out. But this is what I want to say. Whoever is listening, please let Star Wars go. Just let yes, it go. Let's go. Please. <laughs> love of God. It's too late. Yo, you ain't never going to get rid of Go. Once Disney a got a hold of it. Oh, my God. Derek. Yoda, Yoda was in second grade. This is what happened. This is <laughs> Yo. Han she was a you know a they Jedi. Chewbacca, like they got Chewbacca up there next. Yeah, man. Once oh they caught a hold of that, in the Bible yeah. now. Let, let it go. Let it go. Oh, Darth oh, Vader got more lives than a cat. He keep dying, and coming back. I don't know what's going on with Darth Vader. That's the motherfucker the sci-fi. He's the outer space Jason. He's dying and coming back. Uh, it's Taylor made that stuff. Yeah, is the one of the years is back. I heard it was good. Yeah, I yeah. It. I did see it one episode. That was okay, pretty was good. Bad. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't see that. Yeah, the black one was his dope when he get yeah, it. Yeah, people tell the black one. people, everybody tell me that I got it recorded. I never watched it. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I saw the first episode, but um, it was pretty good. Was now, pretty after, good. after Return of the, which one was the last one? Return of the Jedi. Before? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi. That's the last time I watched them. Trump. I didn't watch them since. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, and you know what happened to me as a kid. My parents and stuff didn't take us to see stuff like that. I like I remember I wanted to go see Rocky Three. They made me go see the color purple. And I was like, you know, I was outnumbered eleven to one. It's what it is. So I didn't know anything about yeah. Star Wars. Nah, bro, you so right my wife, my white friends had like nah. the little little lunch boxes and stuff. That's how I found out about Star Wars. Nah, Rochdale, bro. One dollar matinee on Friday. Dude, you I just know, took right? it back. I you took it back. back. That's the seventy. Yeah, it took, I was watching a karate movie, then you watch the regular movie. I've been to watch that once. It's Rite Aid now, right? It's Rite Aid. And it's, yeah. it's X, and X just like the theater back then, bad service. <laughs> Man, I, was around, I was in that motherfucker today mm. for about 45 minutes to get told mm. the shit ain't ready. Mm. <laughs> it's the same Man. fucking shit, same service. Uh, that building's mm. cursed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, but now, nah, but what else they really making? I think Jamie told me set it off. Jamie, they try and make, make set it off too now, right? No, make shut it off. It's enough. <laughs> already. It's enough already. It's set it off. It's a few ones. They go. They going back. But, but it's gonna be the cast the girls trip. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> there ain't enough people. You know what I'm saying? How much can Morris Chestnut and them do at this point? I mean, the B movies. There's only so much that can you know, be spread around. I mean, yeah. let me see. Uh, set it off, Vivica Fox and uh, Jay. Yeah, they, no, no. I hate no, for that movie. I mean, they moving slow now. They can't run out of a bank. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's got to be about. I'm not going there with Ronnie tonight. I'm not going there. And technology has changed too much. I'm getting no scrolls. I you about to say something else. No, I didn't say nothing. See, no, no. Oh man. You know what we're gonna do? We need to do a scroll warning, D. That's something to come off to let you know you're getting close. It's let you know. You know how you get two technical fouls and then that's the next thing. Like yeah, a heat, like a heat meter that goes up yeah, and down. Yeah, exactly. That's what we I wish we could get some kind of graphics and shit. That'd be kind of crazy. Like a meter and whatnot. That'd be kind of that's funny. next. That's next. That'd be, that'd be, Don't worry. I'm gonna call my agent. I'll get it done. This mother. He will. He will. I can't run. I can't what up, oh, <laughs> Damon, funny. What Damon said? What he say? Oh, I gotta go. I ain't see. I got. What he say? He's a rolling the floor. Set it off too with Jada Pickett Smith jumping on the red table like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they even made. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, they making all kind of show. Go. Yeah, they did. Set it off the play. Didn't oh, know they did. God, I didn't even know that one. I didn't know, I know that either. They, they didn't love Jones to play too. I could. No, I heard that. that. I heard that. I, I could understand that. that. Yeah, but set it off. I don't know. I can see Love Jones as a play, though. Yeah, I can see Love Jones as a play. Set it off. I wonder who was in Love Jones to play. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But anyhow, tonight we got a special guest tonight, man. He's a familiar to the family and friend, uh, friendly to the show. Been here a few times. He gives a lot of insight. Educates me all the time about little the political atmosphere. And I hope this brother wins so he can bring a stadium to East New York, man. And maybe give me a job over in his administration when he's up there in Albany. But without further ado, can you bring our brother Karan Allen in? What's going on, brother? Peace, You getting a promotion, kid? What up, Karan? What's up, Karan? How you doing, brother? Yo, Demond, I'm honored that you would even think about working in my office because last time I've been on the show, y'all done stepped up. Y'all got gubernatorial candidates coming on and having <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me if you want to work for the lowly assembly member. <laughs> Listen, man, but the thing is different with a lot of those cats. We know you're going to do the work. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you was always our first, brother. Karan, you was yeah, always yeah. our first. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I was about yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. you. Karan, you was one of the original brothers that came on here when That's we was right. doing nothing. Word and up. you held us down. Word up, word up. <laughs> That's what's up, man. What's going on with you, man? Talk to us, man. What's up with your campaign, man? Where we at with it, man? And all that stuff, the dates, and what's going on? Yeah, so oh, I, okay. I'll, I'll jump right. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'll jump right into it. Um, as you can see, I look sleepy because I'm out every night, uh, out every morning, talking to potential voters, letting them know about the election. Uh, today's the 8th. We have 20 days until Election Day is here full force. Uh, we have been, when I say we, you know, like the, the team, the, the collective, um, the movement, the folks that are a part of this, this, um, this campaign, We've been on the doors. We've been having conversations. We've been phone banking. We've been putting up posters. Posters been getting taken down and we put them back up again. We're doing it all. We're dropping off palm cards. Um, you know, just evening, I, we did posters and palm cards in various sections of the district. Uh, so election day is Tuesday, June 28th. Um, that is the day that it culminates. You go to your normal polling site. Um, you make sure you vote for Karan Allen as your candidate for New York State Assembly if you live within the confines of the 60th Assembly District. There's also other statewide races that are happening. As you all know, you know, the governor's race is absolutely happening. A lieutenant governor, other statewide races like state senator, all of these races are happening 
um, right now. But there's also been a a, a a a break in in the normal primary system. I think you all are are aware, of course. Yeah, make people, some people might not be aware, Karan. You might have to educate us again. But let me let me drop it on y'all. So uh, because of this was a redistricting year when the maps got redrawn. This is the first time in forever there's been a supermajority uh, for the Democrats to have this opportunity to redraw the maps. Normally, they are in lockstep competition and fights with, um, you know, the Republicans of the state, you know, to draw the lines. Um, I think if government one-on-one, gerrymandering, essentially yeah. drawing a district to make it uh, favor one party or another. It is a practice as old as time as far as politics is concerned. Every party does it. Nobody is not guilty of it. Um, funny enough, this is, again, the first time there's this supermajority in how many years during a redistricting year. Um, the state Senate is, is Democrat. Uh, the state assembly is Democrat. You got a governor, Democrat, lieutenant governor, Democrat. They redraw the. Uh, they, they there was a commission put together to redraw the lines. They couldn't get to um, a conclusion with the with the commission, so the state legislature redrew the lines. Uh, these lines were presumably going to be held up um, until it went to courts. Um, and as it went through the, the the court system, it was these these maps were essentially struck down. But they challenged the state senate maps and the congressional maps. So because they were struck down, uh, a, a role known as a special master had to redraw all of the maps so that it wouldn't favor one party, which threw a bunch of things in flux. If you hear about um, all of these people running in Congressional District 10, that's that. You know, that, that, that's a part of that. That's the one that Blasio's in? Yeah, that's yeah. That. Okay. That's the seat de Blasio's running for and so many other, everybody and their mamas running for that seat right now yeah. to represent that area. And the thing with those congressional races, right now you don't have to live in the district that you're running in to run for office. Sounds crazy, but that's what it is. So you, you just have to move into the district, I believe a year after or something like that. So there's a bunch of people, there's, there's a handful of people who don't even live in that district who are running in it. Um, wow. And because of the way things are politically, they feel like they, they can win. Um, but that um, put this fork in the road in terms of the primaries. All of these races would happen on one day, which would be great in terms of turnout. Everybody votes one time and that would be it. This is the first time in, I don't, I don't know if, if this might be the first time ever, where there is the primaries are split. So the state Senate races and the con um, congressional races are taking place August 23rd, when everybody's on vacation, when everybody's enjoying uh, their time on the beach and really disengaged from most things politically, they're having block parties. It is going to be, uh, yeah, well, I, I could say it nicely, but I don't know if I could cuss. Um, yeah, curse all the time, hell yeah. Curse yeah. We, we actually encourage it. I'm we encourage it. Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> It's gonna be a Bro. shit show. Is it, is really what I was gonna yeah. say. It's gonna oh, be yeah. a shit show. We've seen shit shows before. Absolutely. Yeah. Karan, let me ask you a question, right? Um, when you out there talking to the people, right? What is like one of the main complaints that the people in you, in the community that you want to serve have? Good question. So, um, I gotta go with two. 
Okay, um, that's fine too. You can do three if you want. Got you. I, I Go bring up these two specifically because when I'm door knocking and speaking with uh, community members, it's always about concerns about the youth and the mm -hmm. lack of activities from the way things were when they were, when the, the older folks that I'm talking to, when they were younger, there were more programs. Um, there's less programs now. There's people, there's young people hanging out in the hallways, um, smoking. It's, it's the, the common complaints. Like there isn't enough for them to do, which leads into the next thing, public safety. Public safety is bananas right now. Um, not only because of the heavy coverage of media, but because literally, you know, people are getting shot left and right. And the investment, uh, I think, as a collective has been, um, and when I say as a collective, as far as the way politics goes, you know, they, they drum up all of the, they stoke the fears of communities, make it feel like you can't go outside, you can't walk down the street, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't ride the train. You know, that's the way it feels. It feels real. They, they, they stoke the anxieties. And then they use that as an opportunity to balloon the police budget. But we are in a time where the police budget is at, it's 11 billion, you know, like, how much more money needs to go into policing before we really unpack what public safety can look like? You know, so they just point, appointed the um, the gun violence czar, uh, brother A.T. Mitchell of Man Up Incorporated, um, really been a leader in terms of the cure violence movement. These cure violence organizations work on the ground with young people, with community members to defuse violence before it gets to a particular point and they also provide like uh job readiness resume building um essentially a, a, a direct pipeline um from that inactivity that's in the neighborhood to a bunch of activities so in my head it makes sense that we fund cure violence organizations to also keep the community safe so those are like the the one and two always concerned about the youth always wanting more programs for them um, and then public safety. People want to feel safe. They want safe streets. They want safe communities. Karam, let me ask you this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, go, Kelvin. Okay, I got, I got we, we have, I believe, the largest police force maybe in the United States. And for us to have to solicit other groups, so I think it's maybe a, a hands-on, all-hands-on approach now. But what does it say about uh, policing? Um, coming from the de Blasio administration, and I know the police and de Blasio did not get along at all, but is there damage? It looks like the, the police have kind of, you know, stood back and allowed certain things to happen. Are they coming back around? Are the police going to be able to get this under control in your estimation? Um, so I, I don't think the police can control it. Like when we think about our communities as a, as a collective, you know, it's going to take us. It's going to take um, certain, certain rebuilding of community structures that, you can't quantify, you can't fund that. That has to be um, built from the ground up. It has to be done block by block, neighbor by neighbor. And I'm not speaking in utopian terms. I'm, I'm speaking about like literally knowing thy neighbor, you know, having yeah. block parties, building tenant associations, building the social infrastructure where you think twice about stopping and shooting somebody on the street because you know, that's Nana's friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's that's um, my father's uh, buddy from down the street. Or that's such and such who watched me grow up. Like, it, there, there's a rebuilding of community that we have to do 
um, as a as a people in general that I think can happen. You know, I've always been hyper local. You know, I completely invested in those little things that make a huge difference. Community gardens making a huge difference in terms of how people see their connection. They, they're not going to drop certain things around the space because that's now important to them because of the relationship that's been established. You know, when we re revamped the, the block association, this block dramatically transformed in terms of how we look out for one another, whether that's putting out somebody's trash, you know, making sure that like, I drop your mail off, making sure you don't get tickets when Altered SI Parking is happening. All of these things are how communities become safer, but we've moved away from it and took the easy way out. The easy way out is to say, all right, look, we're going to put all this bread into the police force because the police are supposed to make us safe. It's a misnomer. It does not solve problems. It does not make us safer. It does not, if anything, you know, it stokes the anxieties of communities like ours where we're under siege. I've told y'all 101 times, I grew up in the 75th precinct, the most notorious precinct in the city of New York. It has, it's always number one in complaints. Me, my, me and my 16 year old self walking through parks late at night, and not even late, it was like eight, nine o'clock, um, and getting stopped by the police, patted down, stopped and frisked. You know, all of these things don't make us feel safer, but it, there's that disconnect too between, um, the age, the, demo, the age demographics within our communities too. I always uh, speak about uh, being 22 years old, 23 years old, representing assembly member Charles Barron at the time, going to community meetings and everybody in there was older, grayer than I was. And they were all complaining about the young people hanging out in hallways. And the young people were me because where were we gonna go? We couldn't walk through the parks without getting stopped by the police. So we hung out in the stairs, we, we and and because my friends are from Cyprus, we hung out in the stairs, you know, and if it wasn't the stairs, we were standing in front of the buildings. Why not? Where else are we going to go? We get stopped for everything else. So the police don't make us safer. Mm -hmm. So come right. on, let me ask you a question about, um, real quick about housing in, in East New York. Like, you do you have a plan for making a more affordable housing or keeping the neighborhood? Like, gentrification could be good, depends on who's gentrifying it. It would like, you have any kind of plan for that so the, the prices won't go too high for rent and if for people... To help them uh, build more houses inside East New York, where we see that those houses are going up in East New York, or they're going to be affordable homes in East New York. Right. So, look, when it comes to affordable housing, everybody going to throw that at you. Everybody supports affordable housing. You know, there is not mm -hmm. one elected official who does not support affordable mm -hmm. housing. Mm -hmm. The question that I always ask after you hear about what affordable housing, affordable to who? Ooh, that's right. To yeah, yeah. who? Who is it going to be affordable to? That's so right. um, when we, um, in terms of Operation Power, the movement I come out of, out of, you know, when we push for true affordable housing, it's affordable to us. And what mm -hmm. does us mean? So when you think about communities, you have to go by the area median income, the AMI. They will dance that around. They'll say, um, you know, this is 130% of the, the AMI. And the AMI that they're generally talking about is the New York City metropolitan area not the five boroughs but the metropolitan area which includes long island and out of out of suburbs around the five boroughs where i think we all know you know out of long island you got the firefighters you got the sanitation workers you got uh folks who make a, a bit more than yeah. folks six, from east six, new york six figure people just keep it above right 
So the area median income, I'm sure it's more now, but for a family of three, I believe it's 90, uh, 90, 90K. Um, so when we talk about making affordable housing, when we compare the area median income of the metropolitan area to the area median income of East New York, which is, uh, believe it or not, upwards of 35K, that's, that's no comparison from 90 something to 35. So when affordable housing is built in East New York, it has to incorporate the local area median income that's going to make it affordable to the local population who have suffered through the worst of times um, and, and been through hell and back and still created community, created safe spaces, grew children, um, laid down roots, did all of these things and suffered through it. And so now their grandbabies can't afford to live where they essentially have their, their entire life. So my, when I think about affordable housing and what my role is in it, is to make sure that we're heavily reflected in it and to make sure that higher percentages of truly affordable housing that is being built in communities uh, incorporate our communities as a collective. And then, you know, how do we keep it truly affordable? Uh, so there, there's a such thing as a community land trust. Community land trusts are essentially bodies uh, that are built up of community stakeholders that are given city-owned land to build developments that can remain affordable in perpetuity because the land trust owns the land. Um, and that's not some made-up thing. There's a few CLTs who've been successful in the five boroughs in doing that. I think uh, Cooper Square is one of them um, in Manhattan. And then we actually have one in our local community called, called the East New York Land Trust. They're very, very young. They haven't built a thing yet, but we have to be able to pivot and move away from all the developers who want to just make back their money quick, fast, and in a hurry um, to real communal models that'll make a difference and will keep our communities affordable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Did I cut you off, Rod? You had something? Sorry, no, no, I was I was going to just uh, agree with what um, Karan said about the police are mm -hmm. uh, not the answer. You know, um, Karan, I don't know if you know, I used to be a police officer and um, I agree 100 percent with what you said. I, I learned that when I was on the job. The thing is. The police are not really problem solvers. You know, they're not counselors. They're not um, able to say, well have an understanding of that community that they work in because majority of them don't live in that community. So the only answer they have to your problems is to lock you up. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the only, that's the only solution that they, they're afforded. So I agree a hundred percent with what you said. Mm -hmm. Let me ask this question, Karan, you've been, you've run a campaign before and you've been in politics, as you said, even as a, as a very, very young man, what are you feeling right now when you get to this point where you're close to the finish line? And I know the finish line is victory and then the work begins. But how are you feeling right now? What, like you say, you're just running, you're, you're constantly campaigning. Is it is it excitement? Is it nervousness? Is it a combination of all those things? What take us into if we were in your shoes at this juncture? What, what are your feelings right now? I'll keep it. A thousand with y'all. I'm, I'm feeling so much on any given day. Um, I'm sleepy most times, but I can't act sleepy. <laughs> you know, I'm tired most times, but I can't act tired. Um, I, I'm, I'm truly very, very excited, you know, and it's, it's a roller coaster. So I just try to keep 
you know, keep even keel. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. These people said you're great. These people said, oh, I don't want to talk to you today. You know, like there's, there's so much of that in any given day. So I try to stay even keel. But I'm at this point in the campaign, I'm so excited uh, because I could see the finish line. I'm so excited because the things that we planned out are now bearing fruit. You know, walking through Target randomly trying to get tape to hang up my posters. Um, and this woman comes over and she's like, Mr. Allen. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? And I remember faces. I, I, I know people like literally I know people. I did not recognize this woman at all. She said, I got your mailer. You and your family look so good. I read it. I'm going to be supporting. I'm very, very proud that there are young people like you in the neighborhood who are even invested to this point to pull together a campaign. Those are the wow. things when I hear that, I'm like, Phew. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. I feel great. Um, but I, I know there's, there's more work to be done. I know um, that she's one of thousands that I need. Um, but it, it, it does it does my heart so much good. So at this point, I'm very, very excited. Every day that every day that goes by, I get a little bit more anxious, though, you know, because it, it's like, you know, you start to think about, oh, man, did, did we do enough? You know, did we knock on enough doors? Uh, did we get enough volunteers? Uh, did we get enough of the word out? Did I go on Let's Chop It Up Enough to speak to <laughs> all, nah, of nah, nah. <laughs> all of those Some things more. run through my head? And I'm just like, man, you know, um, could, could could there have been more that I could have done? It, it could have done. And there always is. But I feel good because it, it's like I'm expelling all of the frenetic energy that I have to let people know how important this is. And at the end of the day, whatever the result is, by June 29th, which will be the day after the election, I'm going to be good. I exhausted myself. I, I tapped my network in ways that I didn't even realize was possible. I fought through emotional, um, spiritual, uh, physical adversity and all of this. I ran a marathon, a half marathon. I've been a, a half decent father and husband throughout the entire process. Like, That's the important I feel... I feel good that I gave this thing everything I had. And it becomes a thing where I, I compare it to running because you run for office, you either get the result or you don't. If you get caught up in those two, um, in those two results, then you measure yourself by that. When I put it back in, into context for me, the results are not the, 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 the results are not everything. In, in, in this respect. The community members whose consciousness have been raised by having a pass with our campaign or being uh, taught about something or seeing my family or hearing me talk about issues and understand, damn, you know, there's, there's other people in the community that give a shit, you know, that wanna make, that wanna see something happen and are not gonna wait for somebody to tap them and say, yeah, yeah, it's your turn. No, go for it. and. Yeah. That all of that in in this 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 time um, is all that I'm feeling. I'm excited. Um, the results are going to be the results. We win. I'm very excited. We don't get the result, as in it, it's not a lose. We just get a lesson, um, and it becomes like a marathon in that sense. You keep running it over and over again. Everyone is different. You get a different result, and you define winning. And I feel like we won. Mm. Let me ask you something. Are you guys going to have a debate 
because I mean, you're going against the establishment. Are they are they are they, are they, they trying to tie their gloves up with you and get in the ring? Yo, so the establishment is so funny. Uh, being quite frank with you, uh, they don't want to be on any field where they don't have like control. Uh, so one of the things I realized, and I'm gonna shout it out on here because let's chop it up. Should hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so last, I, y'all know I ran in the special on the working families party line, which was different for the community. Like to move from Democrat and and vote in the working families party line is like you know difficult. So there was no debate, but there was a lunchtime schedule with the local NAACP. Uh, chapter president person, right? Um, and it wasn't a debate, but it kind of felt like a debate. It felt like one to me because it was like, you know, here I am talking about certain issues, and I got two minutes sharp. Like I, I can't, I can't go beyond that. And they letting this lady talk, 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 and respond to my stuff like it's a debate. Um, but when I do that, it's like, all right, you know, like stop, stop. And I, I was I wondered so much about that. Like, why did this go this way? You know, come to find out, because I do my homework, you know, that the, the president of that local chapter um donated to the opposition's campaign. So it was a farce. And wow. when I looked in the chat, you know, when people were writing and stuff, it was like all of her people. And I'm like, what? Like, how how is this set up this way? So the establishment is only going to curate. Um, opportunities to make themselves look good, make themselves look like they're doing something. Um, it's only going to be on their terms. Uh, I don't think there will be a debate. Um, and quite frankly, at this point, I don't care if, if there's a debate. I don't think that changes people people's minds at this time. I think what changes people's minds is, damn, yo, this brother came to my house. You know, I talked to a brother today. He said, yo, I pay attention to, to things that are happening locally. I know your face. I've seen you already. I'm just so shocked you walked all the way up my steps to come and talk to me today. Mm-hmm. And off of that, I got to support you. I did talk to him about all the issues, but I know it's like, damn, yo, you're you really knocking doors? I had to change my dress shoes, y'all. They, my dress shoes is cooked. Like, <laughs> I got to wear my running shoes to go knock on doors now. <laughs> I see you got a big endorsement. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You You got a big endorsement at OAC, right? I mean, AOC. AOC. AOC, Congresswoman Alexandria. That was was pretty big. How was that? It's it's huge. You know, the the endorsement came through on a, it felt like a random Tuesday. Like, oh, she's endorsing the entire slate. And then it's like, oh, on Sunday, uh, there's going to be a photo shoot for everybody to come together but everybody to speak and all that. And it was just, it, it, it was surreal in a sense. Um, but I'm never like uh, caught up in the, the the romanticizing of, oh yeah, you know, this 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 person is, is, is huge. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm not doing the work, it don't count. And it's great to have the endorsement. I'm not, I'm not making, minimizing it or anything like that. But the biggest thing that's gonna make a difference is how we exert ourselves on doors, how many mailers people receive, um, where, they, where they could feel you and vouch for you. You know, the greatest thing for me is walking around the neighborhood, knocking on doors, and people are like, oh, I, I've seen you before. I know you. Um, and w- w- one of uh, the field organizers that we have with us, he's like, you know, it's never one thing with you. As in, it's never, um, they know you from the community board, or they know you from the block association, 
or they know you because you run in Shirley Chisholm. Uh, they know you because you're on Let's Chop It Up. Uh, they know you because you ride bikes in the neighborhood or you walk past my house. It, it's always something different. And to me, when you're really involved in a community, that's the experience. But having the endorsement of, of AOC is huge because it brings like um, almost uh, hyper-local national attention on uh, these really, really local races that don't really get a, get a lot of attention and a lot of love. And it, this is literally her first endorsement of of um, candidates as herself. She usually does it through um, her, um, I think it's her PAC, um, Political Action Committee. She usually does it that way. And this is her first time like, yo, I'm putting my name on it. Let's take the photos. I don't know if y'all saw it with me and my, <laughs> me and my son, who's a, a full character <laughs> at this point in time. Um, but yeah, the endorsement is, is amazing. It's nice to have that support. And it means something. It really does yeah. mean something. People know her. And they know if she's vouching, then it's definitely good people. Yeah, definitely. That makes you official. The thing is, like, and you already been official, but like, it puts you on a bigger light that people like, like statewide would damn near know you, know who your name is. And I, in your competition, yeah. and I'm in East New York hard, and I do a lot of stuff around the community over there. I don't see the other person. I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna mention the name because I'm not trying to give her no shout outs, no nothing. I just don't see it. Yeah. And, and like, enough. don't come by the center where I'm at. Come on, bro. I don't even see you come by there. Just saying. Yeah, I know we can't have political well, people there, but I do a lot of big events. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, <laughs> there's reasons behind that. Like, you know, I, I'm none of this stuff is is politics in the sense like, yo, I'm, I'm doing this to get some, some name recognition or anything. I'm a real community person. You know, like, I don't... It, there's a reason why there aren't um, a bunch of community gardeners in Albany. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the times... We're, we're caught up, specifically our communities, we're caught up in survival, right? Uh, we have to make it from day to day, from check to check, from problem to problem, and hopefully you have eventually have solutions for each and every one of those things. You know, that's, that's how our communities function, and it's hard as hell. So it's easy, it's easy to dismiss the fact that these people won't uh, remember me, these people don't don't expect that, but on the doors, I'm telling you, the excitement that people have—they're like, "This is you!" Like they're expecting the where, where's your team? I was like, "They're on other doors. You got me." Like, <laughs> what do you want to know? Like, t tell me about your stuff. And you know, when when you get to doors, community members, you know, they're like, "What you gonna do for me?" I, I I'm a diffuser. You know what I'm saying? Like. I can't do nothing unless I know what's your problem. I can't do nothing unless I understand what's most important to you. So I usually pivot immediately. Tell me, what's the most important thing to you? What would you change about the community if there was one thing? And I could even pose that to y'all right now, you know, as, as brothers and where y'all at. What's the, the most important thing to you? Or what's one thing you wish you could change about our community that would make it better? Yeah, you're right. Let's make you put mine on mute right now. <laughs> <laughs> now for me for me is what i think a lot of older people said like we had more things um to do i think the school like having more of these schools open at in the evening time keeping these kids up the street giving them activities opportunities showing them like the like these kids are so creative and it's just so bad that we don't tap into the stuff they do like from these cell phones teach them how to become these directors with these phones these drones i got a whole bunch of stuff coming so i'm telling you now 
Yeah, we're gonna put your kids in the after school program. I got some drones, I got a whole bunch, I got film projects coming up, a whole bunch of but anyhow. But those kind of things, creating those things for young people, I think, and and job opportunities, really showing them because these kids ain't getting no money in these streets. I'm telling these kids are broke as hell. I mean, broke. These hustlers hustle backwards. So they teach them how to make opportunities for long money, real money. That I think that's that's what I would love to see. More opportunities, job, job of creative creativity opportunities, especially in East New York, man. There's some creative kids. They just don't they don't know they they creative. That's the thing. They just don't know who they are yet. And but that's another. We can talk on that for another day. Safety, affordability. I mean, people are leaving New York in droves. People don't, I mean, I look at all the cousins and stuff I used to have in Brooklyn and Rockaway and in places. I mean, everybody's in Maryland. Everybody's in Atlanta. Everybody's in Charlotte. Everybody, I mean, just all over. And they all grew up here. And I mean, I got one cousin. He won't even drive to New York no more. I mean, it's just like it, it, people just abandoned. And they all, he grew up right there in Brooklyn. I mean, it's just people feel like you've got to get out of here. So I'd love to see if people feel like they can say this is their home, they love it, they like to stay, they like to rebuild, and if the communities can get stronger, there's got to be a self-awareness, um, a sense of pride about the place. You know, uh, one of my friends who moved away, she's Boy, like, I came back to visit. She's like, it's yep. just dirty, it's just grungy, it looks grimy, it's just, I mean, it's like, why do we have to, you know, this is supposed to be the financial capital of the world, and it seems like it benefits everybody in the world, but the people who live here. So I would love to That's see true. it. And then, then my little pet peeve, Karan, I know this is different, we gotta do something about these scooters and bikes. There's gotta be some legislation. I'm serious. They, <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. If you don't have to pedal, you could do 25 miles per hour. You a motor vehicle. You need a registration. I'm dead serious. I'm sorry. The motorbikes are something else. The motorbikes. I'm telling you, if I see the blahs, there's gonna be a problem. I'm talking about look left and so No, you slow down because I'm in the car. You on a scooter. You slow down when I'm making it. But don't answer that, Karan. I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't, want, uh, I don't want to let the enemy use me, brother. You know? <laughs> but honestly, the best. I think that's coming from a mother, man. Jamie, you can bring that real quick. Affordable housing and activities for kids, she said as well. Yeah. Activities for kids. And what I was really looking and looking, listening for, affordable housing. Yeah. You know, we all know, man, where, where, where prices are going with housing right now. You know, and it's, it's, it's a significant hit to the pocket. And to our lifestyles and our living conditions, man. You know how much money we spend to keep a roof over our head. And it's not so, going down. It's not no, going it's not going down. down. But then, I mean? then you got then you got to bring up with the jobs. We got to bring those kind of jobs in where people can afford it, like these technology jobs. Something they got to bring in where people could yeah. afford these expensive ass houses. Now, I mean, house. Yeah. No lie, I live on two blocks over. House sold for eight forty nine the other day in South Jamaica. Eight forty nine, one hundred forty fourth, and um, what's that? One thirtieth over there. Eight forty nine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like happy. I'm like I'm cool. So I'm like yo, cool. Thanks, Mr. Indian Man. So that's who bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Robbie. You know. So, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Karan, <laughs> <laughs> no I think the other thing, the other thing that's important when I speak to people that are in their twenties, there is this group that feels like government doesn't work they just really feel like i mean more than ever i think i see people you know i was raised by people who really taught us the value of voting um i think it was important to them because they knew it was a sacrifice that people made for us to have the right to vote and now i hear more than any more than ever your vote doesn't count what's the difference nothing's going to change even when i tell people like we'll have somebody on they'll be like what are they going to say different than what everybody says what are they going to you know and things like that and i know you 
you definitely are a person who really is for the community. You could, you are a brilliant man. You could be doing a bunch of other things, but you care enough to give back, you know, and I appreciate that, but they don't see as many Qurans. They see people being let out of, of the state house in handcuffs and they see people taking bribes and, and, and all the corruption and things like that. Is there anything that you'd like to say to younger voters who have not been involved in the process because they've lost faith? Uh, so to all of the young people, I'll be I'll be quite honest. If you think I'm going to go the opposite way, they're not wrong. They're absolutely not wrong. Government has not been working, um, and it has not been working in this respect. Um, when we only vote every four years, it that's not going to make it make a difference in in your lives in the, in the most grandiose way. Local politics happens in between those four years. Right. Local politics right. happens. Every every two years, every year at, at, at this point, you got local city elections. City council members can make the biggest difference in terms of tangible impact in what's happening around you. I believe at this point, it might be a little bit more than that, but they have like a, a $5 million um, budget that they can put towards anything. You know, capital upgrades, parks, et cetera, et cetera. And they can leverage relationships with commissioners to say, all right, this park has not been renovated since before the towers fell. Um, for all of all of the, the the young people, that's before 2001. Right. You know, like that. That's a very very long time. And there are parks in the neighborhood like that. You know, that need that sort of funding, that need that that um, that infrastructure, and that attention has to be put on it. That makes an immediate difference in in the lives of community members. And when you look back and say, oh, boom, the council member's office was able to do this. It's like, oh, well. I didn't realize that's what local politics does. You know, when on, on the state level, uh, certain things are passed, whether it's, um, you know, climate justice bills or, or um, anything around housing, all of these things have an immediate impact in the lives of people. Um, but when we look at the presidency, everything seems dysfunctional. Um, it seems like we're always losing. But when we get involved locally and understand that that sort of impact is immediate on our everyday lives, the things that we see, the way trash is picked up, all of that is connected to these local budgets and the advocacy that's in those spaces and places, it becomes extremely important. Um, and my favorite quote or line of thinking when I, when I talk about politics is that, look, you don't pay attention to politics. It's gonna pay attention to you. That's right. When you want to go to grad school or, or college or whatever, and you're walking away with mountains, mountains of debt, debt, you don't realize that's that's connected to politics. Correct. You know, you walk out of school with all this debt is politics. The mm -hmm. lack of economic opportunities in your community and you having to take this long ass commute to Manhattan to do whatever. That's 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 politics. You know, there's a reason the jobs are going to be everywhere else but in, in your neighborhood. That's politics. You, you're constantly complaining about how hot it is. You know, it's hot because your neighborhood doesn't have enough trees to bring down the environmental impact and to keep the community cool. You don't realize in nicer communities, they have more trees. That's by design. Cool. So mm -hmm. you are baking. You got your grandmother... Your, your AC, your um, electric bills is high. This is it's a domino effect. Your electric bill is high because it's so hot in the community because it's not cool enough. Um, we have more elders in the community who are 
at risk because of it. You know, so you got to make sure the AC is, is pumping for grandma and grandpa. Your bills are high. You're struggling to pay. You got this long commute. All of this is politics. It, it, it all becomes politics. So, you know, as much as, yeah, it's not working, it's not working because you're not involved. It's not working because you're not interested. It's not working because you don't participate. And those are all problematic lenses. So they're right. It does not work. But the reason it's not working is because they're not active. Look what Shauna said right there. Shauna says, my 30-year-old can't move out because she can't afford to. And she has a good job. Absolutely, Shauna. I, and I, Shauna, I get it. that's politics. You know, right. the community's not being affordable is due to the fact that local elected officials are so bought off that... What's putting them in office? My opponent right now. I was gonna say it. I was gonna. I was gonna say it instead of you. I was gonna take the blame. But go ahead, you say it now. You say it let me say seventy-three percent <laughs> of my opponent's um, donations to her campaign come from real estate, come from corporations, and come from private businesses. No people. These are all entities that are supporting her. So guess what happens when she gets into office? That's who she's gonna be accountable to. That's why I always I come to the door and I'm like I'm I'm running because we deserve to have elected officials who are gonna be accountable to you, accountable to the community. And the reason I can say that and be confident, my donations came from y'all. My donations came from the community. My donations came from people. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to say before I tell kids I tell kids this all the time: y'all can pick your players when you deal with politics. You literally can pick your players. You know, when you, when you can't pick the players on the Knicks, can't pick the players on the Giants, you have no say. They just like, hey, go to team, deal with it. You mm -hmm. can literally pick your team every year. Good point. You, can, you know what I'm saying? So I tell kids all the time, go pick your team. You can pick the players. And if they don't work for you, you get the better of the players. You become the GM collectively. You know, but kids, like, and I try, that's why I try to make it real, like what they say, put it where the goats can get it for young people. That's a you good know, analogy. On that, on, that, on that part, man. What, what's Shauna say there? Shauna says, damn, I wish I lived in your district. <laughs> you, know, you, got a fan. you got a voter, Yo, man. Sean, I'm trying to get him out here in Queens, man. I'm trying to get him out here in Queens for real. I've been talking about two, three years about coming out here, man, to get him out here in Queens. But like you said, with the thing with the um, how we can want to be more supportive is like you got it from the people. So, Karan, how can people donate to your campaign, my brother? Oh, how can they get me involved? They want a phone bank for you and stuff like that, too, man. So, um, I'm very, very thankful. Uh, to say, you know, normally I direct folks to the website and you might get lost in the source. I feel very, very confident. We've had a, a, an entire website revamp in the in the last month and a half. If you go on it, it's now bright yellow. The, it's real easy to look through and, and find exactly where to do things. So please go on to the website, York, everything spelled out, um, dot com. And you can see the donate tab. You can see the events tab. The events tab has all of our upcoming activities, whether it's door knocking or phone banking. Um, and there's other things that you can do outside of that. Uh, you can help us hang up posters. You can help us do a lit drop. Oh, look, look there it is. There it is. Up <laughs> on the bright and bold and beautiful. Um, you already know, extremely Afrocentric because that's what we do. Uh, culture is a weapon, and we make sure we wield it right um, in all spaces and places. It should not be in our back pockets. It should be on our chest. Uh, so all in all, I direct you to, to my website. You can donate there. Every donation goes towards more of, of literature, 
more of the work that we're able to put out there to give you context in terms of what money means. Um, the average mailer that we send out, when you get one of those pieces of mail, is about $5,000 or $6,000 to send one piece of mail. Yep. One piece of mail. And that depends on how small or big the universe is. The mailers that we've been sending, you know, have been upwards of $8,000. So after begging all my friends, family, and y'all beg y'all friends and family, you know, what ends up happening is that we can send a piece of mail. You know, we can order new posters that are going to be plastered and have been plastered all throughout the district, all on new lots, all on Van Sicklin, uh, all on Stanley, all on Pennsylvania, all of the economic strips and corridors within the district that people can see. When you get a palm card, you see me walk around with a stack. I don't have anybody, any of them in the back room. But when you see me walk around with this stack and it's on your door, it's probably because myself or someone from my team was able to stop by. All of these things help our campaign. You know, they, it helps us so much to get the word out. To, all we got to do, I, I tell myself every day, you know, when I'm tired, when I, don't, when I don't feel like it, when I'm not as energized, when I feel like I'm um, being a, a neglectful dad, that look, it could be the next voter that puts you over the top. It could be this one. It could be this one. And it's all about approach and what we're able to present. So I'm so happy that, you know, when you all donate, we're able to, we, we, we look good. We're, we're extremely equipped to, to carry out the message. Ron, I just donated to your campaign. Just, uh, Amex just told me. So I just sent you a couple of dollars. So I'm going to, I'm going to start off. Like I sent a hundred dollars. If anybody else, like in the in the chat, anybody can send you can send whatever to Cron. You tell them any kind of amount if you can afford to send to the brother. I believe in the brother, even though I don't live in East New York. I work in East New York, but I know the brother's a solid dude. And I only back solid people. And now Derek sent that said that he donated in the chat tonight too. And then and Jamie also donated tonight in the chat. Uh, told me he donated to uh mine is coming and Rod is coming. So you know, and and Kelvin did a few weeks ago. I think Kelvin uh maybe two weeks ago, I think Kelvin told me like I just sent Karan some money for a thing. So the brothers, let's shop. I don't want to support you. I want to make sure our audience supports this brother, man. Mm -hmm. You know, dollar, two dollars. You don't have to be in New York City. You can be out of state and send brother to this brother. Like, you know, and like we always talk about Pan-Africanism. Even though if you live in Chicago or whatever, you're helping out black folks that you've never seen before. You know how that comes back to you tenfold. Yeah. And what I normally say when it comes to like, you know, uh, us being a part of a, a, a nation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when I think about that, even though the lines that are drawn, that's my district, I'm accountable to Thank black Thank you, Shauna. Shauna sending you some money right Thank now. There you, we go. Shana. I'm <laughs> accountable to black people everywhere. You know, we have no choice when we reach certain places. We can't just rep represent the people on our block. We got to represent black people all across the world. You know, so that's that's always in my mindset. And I like black people now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, say not not the natives. <laughs> I owe y'all a debt of gratitude every time I come on here. Y'all have always been family, you know, real talk. Uh, y'all have supported my family in all of our our different endeavors. You know, when we when we when we're not so high because things have happened within our in within our families. We're, you know, some have moved on and become ancestors. Y'all have been there in support. Um, so I, this goes beyond donations. Y'all are just extremely good brothers. Um, and for all of your, your listening audiences, 
uh, you should know that this isn't this isn't for show. These guys are legitimate, good black men. And when I think about how we take back our communities, when I think about how we make an impact, it's literally by taking all of our, our, our bits and pieces of talents and going the extra mile for one another. And that's what I think y'all do right here on Let's Chop It Up. To have me on um, at the end of a, a, another wonderful uh, Wednesday with y'all, it's always a pleasure and I owe y'all a deep sense of gratitude. So thank you. Thank you. And there is a Miria in the chat. Miria, beautiful wife. Miria, <laughs> what up, sister? How you doing? Yeah, so um, also Jamie donated. He from, like I said, Jamie lives in Florida. He sent his money up from Florida. So we come from the South. We, everywhere is over there. Let's you know. get it. Shauna's Shana, out of Queens. You know what I'm saying? So like Queens support you Brooklyn cats, man. You know what I'm saying? So, even Biggie said he wanted to move to Queens. He said condos in Queens. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to get y'all out of there, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but... But Karan, man, thanks for coming on again. And tell everybody once again we could get that money to Karan one more time, Jamie. Give me one more time, get this money up, man. One more time, Karan Allen. Go ahead, you say it, man. Your website, man. The banners at the bottom. www.karanfornewyork.com. I'll let your boy get connected. If you live in Florida, uh, you can do phone banking. Uh, you can come on, join us, and uh, on Wednesdays and Sundays and Mondays. I, I put some graphics on social media, but you can join us and help with that. Um, checking in from ATL. All right. Oh, ATL right now. ATL. Okay, Shano down in the A. Shano, what strip club you at? <laughs> <laughs> the Keisha shouting out from Harlem. Got love in Harlem, saying hey, Harlem the want to ride. You know, Thank Harlem you people don't go to Brooklyn. Harlem people don't like going to Brooklyn. Now it's, it's a long train ride. <laughs> yeah. It's a long train ride. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, all the streets are name streets. <laughs> Word up, bro. Got all the name streets, man. It's hard to get yeah. around. Word up, hard to get around. But now, Karan, thanks GPS. for coming on again, man. Tonight, man. We truly appreciate the work that you're doing, man. Truly love what you're doing, man. You and your family out there. But like this brother for real. When he says he's outside, he's really outside. This brother don't gave his shoes. I'm not lying. This brother gave his shoes. I was like, yo, man, you can make some money on these shoes. He buys expensive running shoes. He really gives his shoes off his feet if people don't have shoes. And they're still in good, very good condition. They're not good condition to a, a runner like him, but they're in very, very good condition. So shout out to this brother, man. He's a solid thank you, thank solid you. Dude. And congratulations in advance, brother. Go ahead, yes, take sir. it across the finish line. That's right. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, I turned 32 on the 23rd. Um, I know uh Demond is gonna be celebrating a Juneteenth birthday, so uh they're gonna write, they're gonna write. Uh <laughs> in advance, uh for, for all you, the brother. listening audience, especially for you, Demond. Um, and thank you. Thank you all so much for um, all that y'all do for black and brown people around the world. All right, thanks, brother. Thanks, thanks, brother. Thank you. you have a good right. night now, all right, man? I'm right, you. All right. All right. Hey, oh, right on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, again. It's in my contract, Kelvin. It's in my contract. Nah, Great conversation with our brother Karan, man. I really like yeah. I, I really want to see this brother succeed because East New York needs somebody like that. They really need a solid man out there. So uh, definitely. No, yeah, they need a solid brother out there. Seriously. Absolutely. No, that's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So without further ado, Jamie, can you take us to commercial, please? Sophia donated. That's what I'm talking Yo, about. Sophia, Sophia, I got Sophia. you. I know you're watching that. Your Celtics too. <laughs> a Celtic fan. Oh, I'm gonna give it to her because a brother. No, 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 no. Yeah, she, brother, she, brother, she tried to love New York, but you know, New York let it down. It's a yeah, it's a brother. Anyway, go to commercial, man. We go back to Sophia after commercial break.
Hi, I'm Dawn Kelly, and I'm the founder and CEO of The Nourish Spot, a healthy food and beverage haven in Southeast Jamaica, Queens. Chosen in 2019 as Micro Business of the Year by the U.S. Small Business Administration. My adult children, Jade and Owen Duncan, and I established the Nourish Spot to provide affordable access to healthy produce to help our neighbors combat chronic diseases, to provide jobs for a diverse community youth. And it's no secret that small businesses play a critical role in the local economy. It's also proven that community is vital to the growth of small businesses. So come, let us nourish you at the Nourish Spot. We're open Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 6 p.m. with someone who who doesn't want you anymore yeah i've been there before okay i've been there before i've been there before man oh man a couple times i've been on both sides of it Hmm. all right but um but yeah man i mean this is a it's a rough feeling dog (laughs) you know you go into a relationship man and it's like um you know you have hopes and dreams for the situation i don't think i was trying to get married or anything but you know anything like that because i was still a young guy but you know damn i expected to go down like that you know um you know got my little got my little i'm still hurt behind it man oh oh, hey now hold on a minute hold on a minute it's not about that you want it's just a feeling dog you know what i'm saying like it's a feeling is what i'm saying you get your little you get your little what do you call it uh this man gonna sleep on the couch he's gonna sleep on the couch tonight go ahead me and you go yeah i know you try to fit terrible brother 
No, I'm saying you get your dear John. It's a blow to the ego, dog. That's what I think it is, Derek. Sometimes yeah, it's the heart. You got to figure out is it heart or the ego. And for yeah, men, I think a lot of times the ego plays. Ego you know, you know, so funny. If if there's somebody that you don't want, it make it bad if they don't want you. Even if you don't want them, it make it bad when they don't want you. You know, it's just one of those. <laughs> like you wasn't serious about it anyway, but you right. But then they like else. you know, like you don't this want me. This is me. This is me. But I'm fly. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I just, I, you know, the, the the thing is, I think it's it's hard uh, whenever you deal with relationship early on because there's still a seasoning process that needs to happen when you're young and trying to know who you are and then integrate that with somebody else. Because the reality of it is this: you change. You're growing up. Like people say, what you need in your 20s is different than what you need in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s. So it's different. And that's why I hate when people try to make these. You know, I hate when I see people who are. Um, <laughs> we got to for you. Yo, you looking like a spokesperson for, <laughs> for Jordan Jackson. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my friends. Daughter told me about you look like a '90s rapper. I'm like, they just do me. They just do me. Any, they just do me kind of foul. If you had a king on, you look like LL in that band. <laughs> 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 like a soft <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of these days I'm gonna get right though. I'm gonna get right one of these days. But no, I, oh, I just, man. I just think what it is is you're you're in this in a space where you're you know you look at people Don't that are like, better. Making these proclamations at twenty years old and getting tattoos of each other's name on themselves at twenty, and you just have no idea what twenty-five look like, what thirty looks like, what you know. And I think that's the harder part about it. And then the other thing is, like Derek said, on the other side, you know, sometimes when you're not, when somebody's interested in you, and you're not interested in them, this is this is my philosophy, and I always believe this: if someone is interested in you, I think it's flattering. There's no reason. To play the person out. I think a person, I think it's your responsibility to let that person down as easy as possible because some people take it the other way. They just try to take the advantage of the person. I think you need to let the person I, down as easy as possible. I tried that, Kelvin. I tried that. <laughs> I'm saying, man. I, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's no easy way to let them down. You try to be, sometimes it, it's worse. It's kind of like, why you just didn't break up with me? You know what I mean? Why are you trying to do, let me down easy? They know I was no good at it, man. I had this one girlfriend, man. She was so pretty. She was so smart. She was fantastic. Great personality. Breath stung. Oh, shit. <laughs> couldn't do nothing with it, man. Couldn't do nothing with it. I'm like, because I was as you was naming the things, I was like, what went wrong? And my man, halitosis, bro. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, man, halitosis, man. I was like, and she had everything, just halitosis. Couldn't do nothing with it, man. Thank you, Dina. That's what I'm saying. You understand, man? You know. But I'm saying, is that you can do with that, man? So I tried to let her down and be like, yeah, no, no. Older is a deal breaker. Yeah, man, I got called. You're not all that, Derek. You ain't all that. It was just like going. It was like. Die, man. You know what are you gonna do with it, man? You want to go with it? You well, know? I had somebody tell me one time. So I, I I use the worst line you can use, okay? And friends of mine that are listening tonight, they know who this is. But I, the worst thing I said, I look at you like a sister, right? And nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. That was I, I thought that was my Friends way of just kind of. <laughs> but thank them for doing what they did. Now you have a beautiful queen in your life. Black love, absolutely. There you go, absolutely. I, I told her, I said, I look at you like a sister, right? And I'm thinking that's it. I'm saying in my mind, it's not that you cosmetically challenged. It's just that I look at you like we're so close that I can't see you in that light, right? I thought that would be it. She hit me with the, I have several brothers, and none of them look at me the way you look at me, especially when you think I'm not looking. 
I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I do like you then. That's my fault. I thought, <laughs> I guess I'm just, I guess I'm, I guess I am interested. I thought, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. You know, so no, it is, it is kind of hard because some people, again, it's their ego as well. Exactly. It's their ego as well. Everybody what, what, has you, an ego. What, what I, what I didn't know when I was younger was you shouldn't want somebody who doesn't want you. It's not going to work. Period. Correct. Correct. You can't like them enough for both of you, man. You know what I'm saying? You man, nice I love guy, that. Yo, You're right. You can't nice guy your way into it. Or man, like that. listen, no, you know no. They'd rather go off the Rikers Island and see Ray Ray. That's yep. just it. Nope. <laughs> Dude. Don't, don't come to them with that reading. Oh, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But you got to figure it out, man. You know, as you grow, man, and, you know, as you grow, you do a little better. You know a little bit more. You know what I mean? I'm kind of concerned about my sons now, though, man, because – their dating prospects are kind of tore up, I think, man. You know what I mean? Um, there's just a few things that are just a little – it's just life is a little different now. You know, the relationships oh, are a little different, how they move. And now, I'm not so sure of the advice that I can give them now. You know what I mean? There used to be certain things I thought were just pretty much universal but but um, and, and, and eternal when it came to relationships. But I'm not really so sure anymore. Um, yeah, Dina says that's a fact. <laughs> they like what you do for them, but they don't like you. Protect your heart at all times. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people do that. You know, when we go into relationships like that, you know, we're all going there. We're trying to protect our heart, so to speak, you know, or, or at least our ego, you know, and um, and you can't, man. You know, the heart wants what it wants. You want what you want. They want what they want. And sometimes it's not congruent, you know, and it, and it is. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I but, think I think I think a lot of people no, a lot of people don't want to be the person on the receiving end of a breakup. But I always remember throughout my history. I never mind breaking up because I didn't want to be with anybody that didn't want to be with me. And I didn't want to be with nobody I didn't want to be with. So it saved us both a whole bunch of trouble and heartache. So I was the best at breaking up, whether it was from their side. But I really didn't have a lot of situations where, you know, I got broke up with a lot. But I broke up with a lot of people because I felt like that chemistry wasn't there. They weren't who I thought they were. So I, I get out of relationships quick that I smell as bad, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't make it. I don't, I don't carry it that long. Right. Yeah, I went to the. That's I, went, I, I went through the quintessential time, man. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I, I, I told my wife about it. She knows it was my return of the Mac stage. All mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know when you go through your first, you know, real hard breakup. You know what I mean? And you're getting back, man. And I literally had that music playing in my head that at times. I felt like that was my theme music. So <laughs> going in there, <laughs> you know, that song was out. I was like, oh, this is me right here, man. Mm. I came back with Avengers, and man, let me tell you something. It wasn't pretty sometimes, man. I went through my little stage, man, where I tried to be a little player, whatever you want to call it, man. It just didn't fit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but um, but you know, you it is. You know, you figure like you. You know, you can shut that part of yourself down and you can date casually and you can do that, you know. And I did it for a while, man. But you know, that's a lot of really... money. There's a lot of money and time spent, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of people to keep a lot of names and personalities to keep track of, you know. Monique says, I, I tell my <laughs> sons, bring me a woman that can cook and not read what's on the menu. What happened to the ladies cooking? And that's what I'm telling you, Monique. Yeah. I don't really know what Good to luck tell with my that. sons now. Yeah, yeah I really right. don't know they what know to the, tell them. They don't press that microwave button. Do, 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 do. And they you know, come from a food family too, man. They, you know, yeah. they see their mother cook all the time, man. I don't know what it's gonna look like, man. It, it, it's obvious what happened. The connection to the South broke. Yeah, that's most true. of them came up from and big the mama, South. big mama gone. Yeah, big mama. Yeah, gone. they came up from the South, and then their kids that were born here, it was different in the South. They did laundry and 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 cooked for big families and had a bunch of siblings and all that stuff like that. That stuff ended here. 
Yeah, and we went through a period. <laughs> that's funny. Said, yeah, that's another one too. Nikisha said, "I give my son relationship advice as I ask for a birth certificate and baby pictures." Because <laughs> <laughs> these that things you a, reach down there, boy, you find that is like, a legitimate you like Teddy Pendergrass guy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. My wife told me she said, "Like one of the questions you ask is, have you were or were you all were you born a band? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm you big always mama big 30 one. facts, big mama. That's yeah, right. Mama That's right. The parents, the parents 30. got younger, lost a lot of values and stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I tell I tell my sons, I tell my sons that they really shouldn't be at this stage. The world is different. They shouldn't be really looking to settle down and get too serious with um no. with girls. No, because you you're only gonna have your youth once. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you might as well enjoy it, you know. Mm -hmm. but, um, that's a that's a very, very good point. Yeah, you 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 twenty, you eight, nineteen, you, you know, how do you look trying to settle down at this age? It doesn't nah, it doesn't even make sense doesn't. at all. But, but you know what, Rodney, I I think also, and if I think this may be fair, you can tell me if it's not. I think the era of hip hop, when it came to a certain portion of glorifying the gangster, right, mm -hmm. glorifying a certain image of especially black males. It became very appealing because it was marketed, it was packaged and things like that. The idea of the guy that would work and take care of his family and things like that, that yeah. was considered kind of like lame, that was whatever. But literally, if you remember the 90s when you walk down any street and there was seven dudes selling drugs outside of Odega and this, that, and the third, that translated into videos and into music. And I remember the songs, I, I need a roughneck and I need you know this, that, and the third and all that stuff like that. It was kind of marketed. That wasn't really sustainable. Yeah. In, in other words, I think what happens is if you can kind of delineate between manhood and being a thug, being a thug does not represent manhood. No, being a thug is survival, but that doesn't represent manhood. And I think what happened was that it got skewed. So if you think this dude is good because he's a hustler or whatever like that, why is it that there's there's multiple girls going up to Rikers Island on Saturdays pushing strollers? What well, about him made you want to have a child with him? Well, when you when you see there's a woman that's attract, attracted to that type of man, then you realize she's also attracted to drama. So if you're not that, she's already letting you know who she is. So that's yeah. not even somebody you should even be yeah. messing with. Yeah. You know, I, I believe in when people tell you or show you who they are, believe them. You know, she's that's who she's attracted to. And that don't fit you. Then don't mess with that. Keep it moving right. because she's right. going to give you problems. You know, uh, you, don't go into don't go into relationships. Thinking you're gonna change somebody, cool. you know. Yeah, right about that. See, my thing with, going back to the, like the topic for me was um, heartbroken was when um, the women that broke up with me that went back to their husband. That's your part. <laughs> that's your. That's your. That, that shit was no. That shit. No, was, that's no scroll. That's no scroll. No, that that, that shit was hard, man. That's serious. Now I, I thought about it. I, I, now let me tell you some real shit. Now this is I gotta think about this shit. This some real shit. This shit is how really, dare she love her husband and go back to her boyfriend? Right, uh, boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, this, this shit happened. Her. This shit happened to me for real, man. This girl named Leslie, man. She was we was sleeping names out there. Yeah, but I ain't put the last name out there. Okay, okay, little, Trini, little Trini girls who put these tricks on me and shit. What I was singing, little boy. You know, Trini's talk. They sound like black leprechauns and shit, right? <laughs> so, so, the scroll is coming somewhere. No, no, she, she, no. I remember this shit vividly, man. It was around like December sometime, no, November, right before Thanksgiving. We sleep, she's sleeping in my bed now. Just be literally just woke up in the morning. Hey, man, listen, this is my last time coming over here. I said, watch well, it because I'm getting married next month. What? Yeah. Left me hanging. 
<laughs> How dare you, woman? She was getting married. So I was like, yeah, she hurt my feelings. So that drove me to go to the uh, uh, single parent support groups. I started going to the strip club. That's a single parent support group <laughs> in the strip club. And I had to help those ladies out because we both are now both single out here. I didn't have the kids, but, you know, we both out here in the streets. But that's that's the time. I'm serious, man. That hurt my heart when she broke up one back. The man. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I think. Go ahead, Ron. You know what? Help me, sister. Help me, sister. No, 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 no. I'm going to sympathize with D. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're going to say I'm wrong, but I'm going to sympathize with yeah, D. Yeah, yeah. Because I can relate to Thank what you, he man. went through. Exactly. Because you got to realize that was like the perfect, convenient relationship for D. So was. now, basically, he would see her and basically partake in. Mm-hmm. And then all the problems she takes back to her man or her husband. That is the perfect relationship. You know, I was for there for when she was talking about things, not started thinking back. Oh, she was talking about this dude. I thought it was yeah. me. This dude was yeah. giving problems. I was giving the love. I was giving Sean a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, yeah. this happened to me a few times, man. This girl, man, I was messing with Ford. Went back. So I got to go to Atlanta to see my husband. Like, what the fuck is all getting me? Whoa, man? yeah, wow, wow. Yeah, you know so. It's, it's okay. Twice, two chicks of them went back to Atlanta, but they was well, with me for like three, four months, man. I didn't know they was that. No, they hurt my heart, man. But I see, know. what I did was I guarded against that. When you, when somebody like hurts you or breaks your heart, I guarded against going the other way. There was something that my mother put in me, and that was like from the time I was four. I remember I was like, "You're gonna be a gentleman. You're gonna be a gentleman. You're gonna." Be. Now, what I realized is my mother never, ever, ever told me. <laughs> my, my mother always taught me how to treat women. Never once told me what happens if they don't reciprocate. Now, my father was like, don't don't be no sucker. Don't be no punk. Don't yeah. be no this, that, yeah. and the third. Fathers give you that protection. Mothers yeah. give you that affection. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what they usually do. That, that was the dynamic. And so my mother taught me, you see a woman come to the door, you open it, you do this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. You never hit a woman. You never this. You never that. But she never talked about the woman out there that's foul, that would treat you foul. So what I, what she taught me was offense, taught me nothing about defense. So, gotcha. I mean, I'm in there buying flowers and, and this, that, and the third and getting played out. You know what I'm saying? And then oh, I asked the girl, where you? You were simping. Yeah, you were simping. I, I yeah, was simping, simping, right, right. Yeah. I'm sitting Everybody there treating the girl right. I see the next minute she done drove over to D house at the, at the <laughs> trading park. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that's what I, I used to like messing with girls when I knew they had a boyfriend because it's easier. But when I ain't know it, called me perfect a relationship. The perfect, perfect relationship. relationship. The perfect yeah. relationship is to always to creep with somebody that has somebody. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's less problems. Exactly. You can't call me 11 o'clock at night with your man then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I had the perfect name. My nickname is Didi. Everybody calls me Didi. So the girl always played like, oh. this, gay, I'm a gay homeboy named Didi. Oh, well. <laughs> if he got the phone, I'm like, hey. Oh. Up, <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm give him a scroll, scroll regardless. Yeah, scroll. I, think, yeah. I think it's this guy. <laughs> See, now, I'm going to withdraw my support, D. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm withdrawing man. my support. Oh, yeah. man, I ain't dressed up in the dress. But you know how to play that role, bro. No, oh, no, man. no. <laughs> I want to blow up the There you go. There you go. Because yo, you do you you breaking the man code. You can't be saying stuff like that. I want to blow up our spot because we both got how the man get on the phone. Protect my my boo, my side boo. (laughs) But you know, you know, you know what? The the truth of the matter is, I I often wonder: do we really, really, (laughs) do we do we really know how to love a person? 
<laughs> like you got to kind of figure out where thank you, you learn. Thank you, Monique. <laughs> she, I ain't deserve a stroll. <laughs> See, ah uh, man, don't wake up the baby. She's sick. Don't wake up the baby now. Where where do you learn? You take a young man from uh, a lot of our inner city neighborhoods or communities where maybe their father or somebody's not there as much. Well, where do they learn how to love a woman? Where do you where do you get the idea to how to love a woman? How do you learn how to treat a woman? Look at some of these young boys at the bus stop with their girlfriend. Some like how do they learn how to treat them from social media? Oh, yes, yeah, good boy. I had, a, I had a guy want to sleep with me the night before his wedding, and I told him, "Have you seen my husband? He was short and not my type." Mm. <laughs> but no, but wow. yeah, but they don't have love music anymore. Yeah, right. There's no love in the music. Like we could say, even back in the day, you learn from hip hop and R and B because. You know, you learn like well, I was talking about that song was the like AFRICA and Golden Sword. It's about Africa, right? You learn from those people. You learn from Chuck D. You learn yeah. from even though Luke was on the other side, but you learn about the love song, how to make people feel. Frey Jackson and mm-hmm. all those kind of guys yeah. like that. You what know, learning now. Now it's just like you know, yeah. they pop the pussy open, wet, dropping. Yeah, you know, yeah. The yeah. wop, wet, yeah. yeah. So D, I think you you definitely have a good point there. I remember having a conversation a long time with my wife, and she told me that fucking is not affection. And I said, it's not? And so I was, you know, <laughs> I was taken back by it. But the thing is, the point is that yes, in this group, they, <laughs> oh, hey, leave little Luke they alone, got that. Luke. <laughs> I'm down with little Luke now. This group today thinks that fucking is lovemaking and all that stuff. Like, there's a lot more that goes along with affection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that you know hip hop is influenced. Well, it's not hip hop; it's rap today. That's influenced, it, and it's got a very negative connotation about love making and sex. You know, yeah. where we grew up in an area where you know, basically, we had songs that where a man is talking about caring for a woman, how to make love to a woman, how to treat a woman. They don't have that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you, if you, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. Go ahead. No, she said even when the dad is in the home, they're not taking the time to actually talk to their children about how to be a good man in a relationship. You know, yeah. My, my yeah, my kids see us all the time, man. Literally, you know what I mean. I yeah, do. Dina, I want to say, I want to say, nah, need a steak sandwich, Dina. <laughs> I want one so bad. Nordy said, I just found out this year what Mary Jane means. God damn, it was subliminal. That's funny. That's funny, Mo. Yep, you too goddamn yep. old not to know what Mary Jane is. I wish I had some damn Mary Jane right now. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know something? I came into a revelation uh, this week. I was thinking about it. Um, I can't consider myself part of hip hop culture. Like, what I looked at in hip hop was entertainment. That's what I looked at it as. I didn't look mm-hmm. at it like, you know what I'm saying? I had parents for that. Like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, because I, I noticed there's some people that is like, you know, hip hop is this and, and Chuck D raised me and this one and that one, stuff like that. I looked at it like I liked what they were saying, but it wasn't something that was like a governing body in my life where some people, it, it became that. Some people literally looked at like, like when I think J. Cole had a line that said Uncle Phil was the only father that he knew or something like that or whatever. I thought about that. Maybe there are some people that look at role models that they've got to find somewhere because they didn't have that. There's a deficit somewhere else. But I'm glad I didn't really have that. So when I saw... You're, you're fortunate. You Correct. Well, you, grew up in a, you grew up in a two-parent home. That's why. Because the kids nowadays, that's why the kids in the gangs when I'm talking to them they think that's that's family. They don't understand what family really ever looked at. So that's the closest thing they got to family. So that mm-hmm. means I'm not mad when people say Chuck D raised them because Chuck D was actually a good surrogate. Father. Correct. 
Correct, correct. He was a positive influence. You take examples where you get them, man. I've read, I've gotten a good role model examples from a Walter Mosley book, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I had a father and a mother, you know what I mean? But even still, with that, I got from Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X. Fantastic father, you know. Compared to if you say Young Thug raised you, then now you know you're in trouble. Now you fucked up. Yeah, you're see, think about that's what I'm saying. How misogynistic was. I mean, you look at Luke. You look at. I remember uh, watching uh, Teddy. What was it? Um, Rex and Effects, or uh, whatever it was. All I want to do is zoom, zoom. Who was that? Uh, Rex and Effects, right? Yeah, it was Rex and Effects. You was, know, um, and so Terry Riley in them, right? Right. So when you think you go back to Freak Nick or or some of these events that happened where it was like like talk bad the, about Freak Nick. The female. Oh, you talk bad about that shit. Go but you know I'm saying, like, the female was kind of the prey, right? Like, it, that's just what it was. Goddamn right. Like, yeah. Goddamn God right. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah. <Yo. laughs> like, like Snoop Dogg said, other day, he said, "Do you mind? Do you want to take it back? You call them bitches and hoes?" And no, that's what yeah. it was. Goddamn it. So go ahead, yeah. let's finish your statement. Right, but what was the what was the collateral effect the damage from that? I don't know. And I, I don't care. I had a good ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why they got rid of Freakman. They got rid of Freaknik because Atlanta was becoming the number one rape capital because oh, yeah, of yeah, just yeah. because of the week of Freaknik. No, so wow. yeah, so they that's why they stopped it because their rape numbers would go through the roof during the time that Freaknik was there. Devil was there, goddamn, that's right, dude. He was right there. <laughs> uh, <that's funny. laughs> knew about some Freaknik before he met Freaknik Jesus, was right? one of the best events ever known to black man. <laughs> That's just better yeah. black church, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pray for you, dude. Hey, Sean, you're in Atlanta now. Friend, you know right. how good Freak Nick is. You went down there trying to start it up right now, goddammit. But I think it uh, I think it all coincides because what happened is we didn't get away with it. We didn't get away with it. In other words, somewhere along the line, the relationships, the the respect between black men and black women, it it dissipated somewhere. And I'm not saying that's the the sole reason, but you can see this constant erosion where I don't trust her. She doesn't trust me. We don't, you know, it's more like opponents than it is, you know, people who work together in a lot of cases. The goddamn child support court is one of them causes too, goddamn it. <laughs> that, that, that's that's probably true as well. That's probably true as well. Don't blame, like, yeah, don't people... blame it on good old freak Nick. We all came down to get our whole age. Family and yeah. I participated a hundred and one percent. I will never miss freak Nick. God damn it. I'm gonna go back for a reunion. See these old fat old. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Wait. From the analytics standpoint, it's always in the last 15 minutes. Like you gotta, it's like you gotta you gotta get it in. You know, but no, I I think oh, early on with, with the, the main question oh, though is, is as far as love for somebody, I think again it has to do, it has to deal with relationship, you know, and the way you treat somebody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> Oh man! You know the way you learn to treat somebody and stuff like that, and and you think about your first date. Like I was thinking about my first date the other day, first real date. I was sixteen, she was twenty-one. I drive to her house. You was getting raped. You was getting raped. I got. (laughs) I D. It was funny. I drive to her house. I had my first car. I had a nineteen eighty Oldsmobile Omega. I drive. I drive to her house. My car is smoking. 
She's like, we'll take my car. Jake Hall, we go to a restaurant. Now, Rodney and Derek, you ever heard of Chateau Lemire in Lindenhurst? You ever heard of Chateau no, Lemire? No. It, it was, it was. But I saved up my money. I was ready. And I go there, man. It's on the bay. It's not like a catering hall. It was a restaurant back then. And I remember just having that experience to go out. Now, I realize I'm 16. That Looking back, I'm 16. She's 21. You know what I mean, like, she probably was out of some sympathy or whatever like that. But I'm like, this is the one right here. But at the end of the day, I just realized my father or whoever tried to prep me. How, this is how you handle this. You know, how, if the bill comes, I'm thinking it's like a diner where you go up and pay at a register. I don't know. I'm all, all messed up. But, you know, somebody has to usher you into manhood. And I think right now we don't really have that as much. So the relationships are going to suffer for that. You know, a lot of our young men out here are in survival mode. And they don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> Rod yeah. is always crying. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's one thing. What, like, I can't go to freaking now because everybody ain't a woman, right? So, with that no. said, with that said, the Carolina Panthers hires his first openly transgender cheerleader. His name is what? Christine, hold on, let me go back here. Justine. Uh, Justine, Justine Lin Lindsay, right? Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So first open uh, shout out to her for being so bold, coming out doing that thing, being the first transgender. Um I'm not watching halftime. Yeah, because you know why? <laughs> because what if she does a cartwheel and her balls come out? Oh shit. No, yo, it could happen. No, it could happen. <laughs> Yo, as much as I agree, it's still got to be a scroll. If we don't give you a scroll, then we got to apologize to D. It's got to no, be a scroll. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but it's possible. They wear those small little leotards or whatever. Something can fall out the side while she's doing a flip or something like that. I mean, it's, it's you know, there might be kids at the game. Might be I want to hurl. I Let me tell you something. I read the story. I looked at the picture. I'm going to tell you, and I say this with no fear of retribution. <laughs> I say this with no fear of retribution and repercussion. It, it, it disgusts me, and I'm going to be honest with you. It disgusts me. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm so it disgusts me. Hey, it disgusts me. Leading in that wine ready. It disgusts me. You got to get it right, Tina, because... It disgusts me. No, Sean is right. It's kind of strong, yeah. Kind of strong. Or <laughs> if the par the car um the Panthers get low because of injuries, she can jump so in and suit up and get in. Yep. That's why I have an extra DB. Yeah, she can suit up. I you know, I just, I just don't I, I I don't think it's right. I don't. I just don't think it's right. Yeah, why, I think why, that, why are you thinking discussion? Why discussion? Because I don't think it. I don't. Well, disgust me, obviously, because I'm just a man. I'm just a heterosexual man. So disgust me. I just I'm just honest with you. I'm not I'm not going to sit up here and try to hurt the white feelings. I'm just telling you how I feel. The person feels as as the and I don't even know what to call the person, because to me, that's a man. That's that's it. And that's all I can see it as, as a man. And what I'm saying is this. Now, if you want to feel like cheerleading is misogynistic or something like that, then get rid of all cheerleaders. But to add a dude to it, because I want to know where does it stop? Like, if I tell you tomorrow I, I identify with being a giraffe, and I'd be like, yo, I'm just a giraffe, and that's the bottom line. Y'all need to address me as such. I just don't, where does it, you know what I'm saying? Does it stop at gender? That's what I want to know. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you <laughs> know what? On fire. <laughs> they go on a ride. <laughs> that's what the rides come on. Yeah, the no, male chillers. I don't exactly show yeah, really, that. Are they, they be that. that. But are they male chillers in the NFL? No. No. 
So there's the, like in the cheerleaders in college, they catch, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got the guys catching the girls, yeah, but there's no male cheerleaders. There's one, there's one now, technically. I mean, but, but I don't know. I mean, off? did he cut his stuff off? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I I don't want to know. Is that Herschel Walker's son? Oh, what? shit. What? <laughs> Derek, where did that come from? Derek, <laughs> Derek. Come on, come on, Sam. Derek's first one now. Derek's first one now. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Jammy, Jammy, come on, son. He didn't even say it. Jammy, he didn't say allegedly either. No, Jammy, Jammy. I'm I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question. He didn't get it. He only had because he knows. Oh, yes. Yes. You know what took no, I know what took Jamie so long because yeah, Derek, Derek never got a scroll. He had to take the time to type it for Derek. <laughs> yes, Derek got yo, a scroll. Yo, yo, Rodney, Rodney, you know how the auto corrects? It said, Do you mean D? <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean D, not Derek. <laughs> oh shit, Derek wow. got a scroll. We made Look, history man. tonight. Right. We all got history tonight. Wow. What, did all right, what did you say De to get that? What did I you don't say? Know, man. I don't Derek, know, how did it feel man. though? How did it feel though? No, Derek, say it again. What did you say? I'm dazed and confused. I don't know what's happening right now. Is that Herschel Walker's son? No, I want him to say it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought Derek was just kidding. Nah, listen, man. Listen. <laughs> oh, that's so In one of the pictures, there's a bone. But see, listen, man. This is what I'm saying. Right. That's not dirty. Exactly. There you go. And you spelled my name wrong. So now what? It don't oh, count. wow. Oh, don't count. oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. That's got to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Jamie, All right, Jamie, give yourself a scroll. Come on. Ah, he seems that he's still spelled wrong. listen. But listen. I was not, that was not my point, man. I'm just saying, like, listen, as Shauna said, there are men cheerleaders. Now, I wouldn't go and check out men, the male cheerleaders. I'm pretty sure that the Carolina Panthers at some point. There we go. Right. There you go. He made an amendment. Yeah. You get auto spell. I'm disappointed. Bell check. Yo, do you think this would happen if Cam Newton was there or would Cam Newton try to date him? Oh come on! You 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 dangerously close to another scroll for that one. I can't there it goes. Oh, oh, shit. You know he had, there it goes. He had these. Come he on, got these man. as favorites. God. How's it going, Derek? How's it going? I'm just saying, Cam got a little, a little extra. Yo, oh, man. See, your scrolls come up fast because he already got the shit <laughs> in the cut. Right, right? There you go, Dina. Right, there you go. I didn't deserve it. Ah, uh, come on, Dina. And, and and right, right. Autocorrect won't let me spell Derek's name right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, what up, Danny? I think it's too much now. I think it's an agenda. Like I agree with people that say it's an agenda. It's too much now. It is just too much. It's the easy pass for that. And I'm so this person gets to go into the locker room with the ladies and change. Come on, I don't know I just, how they got it set up. I don't know. I don't, yeah, we I don't know. know. I, have, I have no idea. No, they ain't got no special locker room for no one person now. No, that's I'm, person I'm, in it because they're saying they're saying the person is a woman. I'm I'm more offended. I'm more offended by transgenders in um in in amateur sports. 
That's what I'm more offended by. When, when, when it comes to cheerleaders, I'm assuming that they did enough of investigation of what their crowd was like, and they went on ahead. I'm not mad at being the cheerleader. Yeah, somebody's going to like it. Yeah, but you, know you compete. It's no competition. When you're competing against girls, like on a wrestling team, swimming, that's I don't sound like that. Like you blowing them out. Like, come on, man. That, yeah. that, 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 that's what. And I'm not against trans. I want people to live their best life to be free. But I just think in the sport arena, I think it's kind of messed up. Because if you go boxing against a woman and knock them out hard, then to go try to fight Floyd Mayweather, it's a different yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, a different yeah. game. So like, I don't like that, man. Yeah, no. Somebody, listen. Somebody gonna find that attractive, bro. That's just real. That's just and somebody real. not, and then somebody yeah. that's not is me. And I'm saying <laughs> I want to watch the game. I don't want to see the halftime show now. I don't want. I don't want to hear it next. And for minute. some people, and for some people, it's not even the, the cheerleaders to them. It's like it's just cheerleaders. They don't. I mean, we find something you know attractive about. We like wet, pretty women. But some people really go and I wouldn't want to go as a free now, agent. I wouldn't go there. Well, the thing is now there may be some confusion because now we don't know who's on that cheerleading squad that's, you know, that's actual women. You could pick the wrong one now. And you got women, like the sports thing. I and it bothers me because here he go. Give me a D. And there's no D in Panthers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it, damn it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I gotta admit, I can't. <laughs> I gotta admit. Oh my God, Jimmy! Dude, hold it over to the next show. Man. Let's start with this. Oh my God! Oh man! I mean, listen, Kelvin. If Carolina Panthers gonna give me the most money in the league, I'm taking the check. I just ain't got to look at them. I ain't got to date the motherfucker. That's a good just, point. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the check. I don't care. That's like, a good point. Like, ain't gonna bother me. Ain't coming at me. We good. Thank you, Kelvin, to get the stroll tonight. That's bull. Shorty, shorty, you know you was thinking it though. You know you was thinking it. I'm like Karan. I'm scrolling for the people. Yeah, exactly. That's what trans people need to compete against each other in competitive Thank sports. Thank you. Physiology is what it but is. But they don't want to exactly. do that because they want to make me her. Exactly. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Jamie. No, I'm dead serious. That, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. Have your own have your own league. No, why? I'm fighting back. I'm tired of why we always got to be, be the, you know, no, I want, I'm old school. That's right. Gotta sit here and deal with this. No, we got you away with it. We got away with it again. Yeah. Got away with it. Jamie ain't giving Kelvin no scroll tonight. They must have been the greens in this shit tonight. I didn't yeah. get one tonight. No, we ain't see you get one yet. Man. Yo, this no. is the, so all three of y'all got one and I didn't get one. This is a first. And Derek, oh, I got three minutes to that, run the clock out. Yeah, versus Derek got a scroll. I didn't it's deserve that. Was, I didn't deserve that scroll. Yes, you did. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you know what, Derek? I don't think you did deserve it, but we wanted Thanks. you to get it anyway for never having one. That's what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, but what he's referring to, you know, Herschel Walker's son is a little mixed up, and I'm not saying because his sexuality. Herschel Walker crazy. is mixed up. Correct. Yeah. Commercial Herschel Walker is a head case. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he got CTE. He just ignorant. <laughs> yeah. He was ignorant before they hit him. Yo, Yo, Herschel. Herschel Walker talked like the dude on Fat Albert. Albert. No, I, 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 yeah. uh, I don't like Quid with Waste Baby because it's at CBS. And it's yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, how are we going to give me the retroactive scroll? Like, I can't. Bro. I thought I was free and clear. He told me that every time Herschel Walker goes up to the podium, he thinks he's getting the, um, the Heisman Trophy. But it's, he's still growing up there thinking he's getting the Heisman Trophy. Thank you, everybody, for this Heisman Trophy. They go, no, I no, no, well no. You're running for office. You're running for office. It's not Heisman Trophy. Look at Kelvin's face. They got to come get this dude, man. Oh, <laughs> Look at man. Kelvin's face. Oh, man. But 
without further ado, tonight was a fun night, man. We had a good time. Thanks, shout out to our special guest, Karan Allen, tonight. Thanks for everybody in the chat tonight. This was fun tonight. And people, the LGBTQ people, don't have it. We just having a little fun, little jokes. We ain't hurting nobody, and we support your causes. But we just don't like to see the balls fall out from the cheerleaders. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> 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 get one on the way out. There you go. Get one on the way out. On the way out. That's the latest yeah. scroll ever. Yeah, you couldn't even make it thirty seconds. <laughs> go ahead, D. Break a record. Get another one, real quick. Nah, 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 nah. Love you back, Dean. I love you back. He said, "Herschel Walker is a perfect uh, case study for so many social and psychological issues. That is a whole other yeah. issue, man. Herschel just a native. That's all. Shout out to Miriam, <laughs> love, gonna, peace, well, actually, and yo, hey, listen, so... that, that, listen, that shit is gonna ball out. Peace, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>